Great North-South Connection. We are back with another installment of No So Network. This time we are going to take a look at NXT War Games. And uh, this time we are back with the first time ever we have a two-time network partner, let's call it or whatever, the newly christened father, Logan Crossland. How you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great, Ryan. How you doing tonight? I'm doing swell. I'm doing swell. Looking forward to talk some... I was about to say takeover, but it's no longer takeover, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, this is just war games. Let's not tarnish that takeover name because who knows how this is gonna go. Oh, I think I think it'll keep to the keep to the uh, legacy of takeover. But well, yeah, we got to move on to a new era, and we got to get away from the takeover name. So just war games. <laughs> just war games. If it was NXT Takeover War Games, there would be that little added pressure, that little added expectation. And uh, who knows if these uh, these youngsters are ready for that? But I'm I'm glad Takeover is kind of erased, and it's just War Games. So uh, that's that kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be in a, a super exciting show, and I'm looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, these Takeover, uh, these War Games usually are pretty good. You know, work rate rise, and they still have the same structure of five matches. So it pretty much is a Takeover. It just has kind of like a fresh coat of paint. You know, no pun intended, really, on it. You could say paint splatter, honestly, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you went there, but, you know, why are we here? Why Why are we, you know, why did we get here? There's, you know, obviously there's some key players involved of why we got here, but, you know, what's your quick assessment of why we're in NXT 2.0 territory instead of NXT TakeOver in the Triple H and HBK show? You know, why do you, you know, real quick before I jump in why I think so, why, why do you think so? I, I well deep down I, I think it's just because Vince is an absolute maniac and has to have his hands everywhere so um you know I think they just wanted to try and go newer uh trying to try to start putting NXT back in the place where it kind of was supposed to be all along it's never supposed to be a third brand it was supposed to be developmental it was supposed to be where you know the younger guys that are in the PC kind of you know learn to learn their trade and kind of get a little bit crisper in the ring um, so as much as I loved NXT the way it was, um, I understand going this way and I, I'm excited to see how some of these guys work out. I, I, I've enjoyed it so far. I know a lot of people haven't, but, um, I, I'm really excited for the future and a few of the guys, uh, that have started to come up and be on TV a lot. Uh, I really like, so, um, I, I, I understand that I just think that they needed to go in a different direction. Uh, whatever Vince thinks Triple H wasn't doing right. And he just, you know, he can't, his mind can't be changed. And, you know, they're trying to cut budgets, even though they're making record profits. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's just a different direction and they thought that they needed to go that way. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts in this, you know, this is a decade really in the making, you know, Triple H started this around 20, you know, 20, what, 10 and really got into it 20 around 2012 or 2013 mm -hmm. when the PC opened up. So, you know, you, you rewind back to that time, you know, Triple H has pretty much took over when FCW transferred to NXT and NXT stopped being like a game show type of thing or a rehash type of thing, or literally a, a, a kind of bad third show for third brand, which it kind of did turn into, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. It really turned to, you know, it really started too when when Regal got involved, when he scaled back in Ring Two around the end of 2012, and Triple H really kind of hired him to be that talent scout, the recruiter, and you know all that stuff for NXT. And uh, 
you know, Regal has such a keen eye and they around this time, they're having a lot of success with indie talents like Neville and Ambrose and Rollins and Cesaro and guys like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, Regal kind of went with that formula, you know, scouting PWG, scouting Evolve, scouting all these hot indies at the time. And, you know, and then Triple H started getting real praise around there around this time too and you know triple h getting praise on the internet from smarks and hardcore fans is something that he was never ever really fortunate to get he was always on the other side he was always criticized for being selfish holding people back being in creative meetings swerving opinions stuff like that so he was always kind of shit on and under regal's kind of guidance he was kind of emerged. It's kind of how I look at it. And that formula of triple H, you know, getting indie love and triple H bringing his whole team together. You know, he also, you know, did a lot for Regal. Regal did a lot for him as triple H as a young career, like Terry Taylor. And they both kind of got these cushy NXT jobs. So, you know, you know, with all the praise and love that triple H was getting, he brings in more, he establishes team more. Um, so initially it was supposed to be a brand that, you know, like you just said, fed SmackDown and Raw and got people ready for the main roster. But it really did turn into an indie, you know, a big indie show where, you know, Triple H was getting that that love for booking it and developing it and everything else. And um, they weren't really grooming you know, the the ex-football players, the ex-volleyball players, the ex-basketball players, and, like, the daughters and sons of, you know, ex-wrestlers or ex-talents that they kind of got accustomed to doing. So, and then the kind of didn't really get there, and then he brings in HBK around January 2028, and the first ever match HBK um, produces or whatever they call it, is the fucking Andrade and Gargano five-star Philadelphia takeover fucking classic. And, you know, Shawn Michaels is a guy that does whatever the fuck he wants and asks for forgiveness later if it warrants it, or whatever the phrase he always says was. And HBK is not going to move out of Texas in this cush, big retirement home that he built and not do things his way. So Triple H brings in his his head assistant coach, Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels has all his his classes and his skull sections. And he takes likings to the Garganos, Coles, O'Reilly's, all these super indie guys that aren't really, you know, main roster flavors of Vince McMahon and whatever Vince McMahon's teams are. And, 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 these, and these Garganos and Chiampas, they want to stay, say they want to stay in NXT for life because... It's mm-hmm. just a better fit or whatever. So I don't know. Like, and then tri- and then HBK starts, you know, booking NXT UK, and then he takes over when Triple H has the health issues. So this is kind of like HBK's vision, and now it's HBK's vision with a new playbook because you know then Vince McMahon and his cronies come in and you know. Kind of evaluate what's going on. They don't, you know, there's they want fresh talent, they want new looks, but there's nothing really there to go off of. You know what I mean? There's like Cross isn't connecting, Lee isn't connecting, and I'm sure that, you know, 
there was, you know, a chatter between Vince and Triple H and HBK and their team of, hey, you know, this isn't working out. Where's the talent? Where's the top end talent that we that we want and we need? And he's like, oh, I got guys for you. Just up your alley, Cross and Lee. Because if you look back, that's the mm-hmm. direction NXT went for the last 18 months leading up to this. Carrying Cross, Keith Lee types, you know, bigger athletic mm-hmm. guys that in hindsight they protected in their NXT bookings. You know, Carrying Cross is very limited. You know, he's a one kind of like a one trick pony. He's the entrance and he squashes small guys. Let's and small guys create movement again. Another Shawn Michaels, you know, thing. Small guys mm-hmm. create the movement. Carrying Cross throws them around, looks like an absolute monster. He ain't going to go on the main roster and throw around Randy Orton and guys bigger than him, really. You know what I mean? So he's mm. in a, a monster in a small man's world. And that's what Triple H looks like. Keith Lee. Keith Lee's a hell of an athlete, or kind of was. He gets to him. He gets to Triple H. I mean, he gets to Vince and Raw, and he's, like, broken down. He's he's not mm. a good promo. He's really not. He He's quirky. He, he They protected him. They, you know what I mean? They... They had the Paul Heyman style, work to the attributes, hide the negatives. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's probably these conversations going on, and Triple H is like, I'm going to promise you new guys, and then those guys fail. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, probably the fall guys. You know what I mean? Like, Triple H, these aren't the guys that we're into up here. So pretty much long story short is these guys are playing off two different playbooks. You know, Varsity is running spread. And JV is running power eye and it's the kids that go up to varsity. They're not ready for spread because they've been running power eye for the last fucking two years, freshman and sophomore year. So I do agree that they kind of do need to get on the same playbook. But is it kind of like an outdated playbook? And, you know, was there really plans for Triple H to take over? Is Vince overstaying his welcome? Is Vince falling in love with this kind of like sale? As we bring in Tony Khan, Tony Khan, um, Nick Khan to this discussion, right? Like, you know, is Vince like going ahead and selling? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And is yeah, yeah, have yeah. to do with a with that too? Yeah, well, I think I think it's more the releasing people that you know just are kind of out of nowhere that has more to do with the sell kind of stuff. Um, well, that's but, also you know, a lot of NXT talent. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They got rid of plenty of NXT guys for sure. Um, but you know, I, I think I think Vince doesn't want to release power. I think he's definitely probably overstayed his welcome. Um, I think if Triple H had taken over and just you know started to really do the main roster as well as NXT, I think it could have definitely improved and gotten to the point where you know a lot of people enjoyed NXT. So maybe uh, the main roster could have ever gotten there before. But yeah, there's definitely a disconnect. It's like like you said, running the spread on the on on NXT and then maybe running like the air raid on freaking uh, the main roster. So it's like. You know, you're doing a run-based offense, and then you go to a pass-based offense. So it's just like two completely different mindsets, two completely different ways of thinking. Um, you know, like Pritchard and Laronitis and all those guys aren't aren't gonna you know do it the indie style kind of that uh, Triple H had adopted, uh, where he kind of did all that kind of stuff in NXT with the Garganos and the Champas of the world. So, um, yeah, I think I think there's just a ma- there was a major disconnect and. You know, Vince wanted to take over everything and just be like, all right, it's not working out anymore. I'm taking over. I'm going to run everything. And that's just how it's going to be. So um, I think he just wants to be involved in everything. And he just felt like it wasn't ever 
you know, it wasn't ever working out when they went up. And, you know, so, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's definitely a big disconnect for sure. Like Triple H probably promised him like, yeah, we're going to beat that piss and company. Don't worry about it. You know, Triple H because, mm-hmm. hey, it here's the thing. It, it was I don't want to say it was it was a ga- it wasn't a game, but at first it was somewhat of a game. But, you know, in retrospect, personally, you go watch those shows and you're flipping back, and AEW looks like a Raw and a SmackDown in a big arena with bright lights, big production. And then you go to NXT, and it looks like a low-rent indie dungeon. You know what I mean? It's super dark, and AEW is more appealing. Like you're, you're, It's going to catch your attention. Not that NXT was a very good product all the way up to that Portland takeover. For those first six months, product for product, NXT was winning, in my opinion. Because AEW is, you know, it's catching its legs. It's the hot new product. But week to week, NXT is established. And if you take the look out of it and the aesthetics and all that, NXT is probably still winning. Like, I'm saying quality-wise, that's just my opinion. But once you get to the pandemic, leading up to the pandemic a little bit, forget about it. You know what I mean? The NXT has fucking goalie, like hockey rink. It looks like a fucking... <laughs> hockey rink and AEW's, you know, filtering fans and NXT is dark and they're just relying on their work rate because there's not much story they can do right now because it's a limited roster and AEW's just making the best out of it. AEW NXT is working within the rules. AEW's are bending the rules to make it work. And, you know, AEW just kind of blew them out of the water once the pandemic started rolling. AEW is a good product. NXT is a good product. But it's just really at the gist of it, it's like I couldn't get over that look. And I think that a lot of casuals couldn't get over that look either that did give NXT a try and gave AEW a try. And believe it or not, AEW looked more ready for mainstream, ready for TV than NXT did. And funny that it's an NXT WWE, it's under the WWE umbrella, and they didn't throw all their resources at making it the best show possible besides throwing Becky Lynch on once in a while or AJ Styles or whoever, and they would win those weeks because of the star power. But it still kind of looked like dog shit. And especially when the pandemic hit again, it looked like complete dog shit. Yeah, yeah. I think the look put a lot of people off of just definitely the weekly shows. They knew the takeovers would deliver, so they'd still watch them. But I think it definitely took away from it. And I think, you know, for some people, it still kind of does. I mean, I kind of like the look of the new arena um and you know the colors and all that kind of oh, stuff I but I, yeah. yeah yeah i know that put i know that still puts a lot of people off though so um i i, I won't say that that's not a problem for some people but um, it looks like a studio it, show you know it looks small it looks, yeah you know yeah but the saying, writing, everybody yeah. there's into it and everybody you know seems like they are really having a fun time so um you know and they <laughs> they they may be told to be that way but you know it genuinely seems like they all enjoy ha- being there and having a good time so um but yeah i i like the new look but uh, you know like i said there's some people out there that still kind of i have a problem with the look as well yeah and then the kind of the final nail in the coffin was you know they bring the back the velveteen dream off you know a four-month hiatus around this time of march and april and he's like this weird tweener character, but he's being pushed to beat Adam Cole and be the next guy. And then he runs into all the bullshit and he's not as hot as he was in 2017 and 18. And things just weren't lining up for him and they kept going with them. And they 
they, they didn't go all the way with them, but that, you know, that direction of him definitely turned a lot of people off. Unfortunately, when, you know, 18 months earlier, he would have been the hot, hottest thing they had and kind of was the hottest thing they had. So kind of they stuck to their guns a little bit too much. They stuck to their long-term booking a little too much. And then they got, you know, then, like I said, they went with Keith Lee, a Vince guy, went with Karrion Cross, a potential Vince guy. And it seems like promises to Vince didn't line up. And just that's how we got here, you know, 15 minutes later of us bullshitting about it. That's kind of how we got here and got Vince ass in a hair. And like the whole, I think the whole playbook thing, too, is the biggest thing to do with it, too. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, we're running spread up here. And by the way, air rate is a form of spread, just so you know. But um, <laughs> I'm not going to hold that against you, Logan. But um, you get what I'm saying. We're, NXT <laughs> yeah, is running yeah, a heavy run-based offense. And then in WWE is over here chucking, throwing air rate, throwing, spreading the ball around. And, you know, it's just two different lanes. And it's kind of needed to be on the same page. If, you know, if the Braun Breakers and the Von Wag. <laughs> And whoever is going to make it on the main roster without hiccups or without reboots and transition ground on the feet running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I definitely think there's going to be a transition period uh, that we're going to go through. Um, you know, th- these these young guys are going to have to, you know, really, really kick it into gear and really, uh, you know, they're going to have to learn quick and um, get get their feet under them uh, pretty fast. Uh, so that you know they got to be ready to go whenever Vince is like, ah, oh, I need a new guy, bring this guy in. You know, so they need to be ready at any point. So they need to start le- learning and learn quick. So <laughs> um, yeah, hey, we've already seen Vaughn Wagner on TV. Was that scrapped? Who knows? Is it part of you know the newly I don't know. Is it, I guess the newly licensed word of scrap daddy. They spelt it six different times. <laughs> is that th- going to be a thing? <laughs> scrap daddy, you know, with NXT call-ups, who knows, you know, that might be a cool little way to get guys up there. If Pierce, you know, gets sick of getting his ass kicked by Lesnar and drew or whatever. And he gets protection of NXT guys or whatever, you know, if that's what scrap daddy is, that's just me spitballing. But then again, retribution, wasn't a really good idea in hindsight of NXT guys coming up either. So who knows, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> but uh, I made a quick pros and cons list of NXT old school and NXT 2.0. Um, pros is we're getting a lot more character work. You know, we're getting a lot more character development. We're getting we're getting some fun. We're definitely getting some fun guys like Tony D'Angelo. And, you know, I, Grayson Waller is like. I can watch for watching him on NXT, on 205 Live, 205 Live for six months and watching where he's at now. I just can't believe how much growth he's had. We'll go over that later. But like we're definitely getting more characters. Some are hitting, some are missing, but we're definitely getting more character work, um, more pros, squash matches. Spoiler, I also have squash matches as a con, but, you know, for the flow of the match. <laughs> But squash matches, we're getting characters developed. We're getting guys developed. And I don't mind a squash match or two each night. Some, I think one week they had four squash matches. So that was yeah. a little, <laughs> like, too extreme. But um, I don't mind a squash match per night to get a guy over and help establish his finishing move and stuff. Old school stuff. I don't mind a squash match in that instance. Um, you know, be- like I just mentioned, better flows with the call-ups. Uh, more upside of uh, similarities between the NXT and Raw and SmackDown. That's going to be a. I think I look at that as a positive. You, you know, if even if you love the old NXT formula, which I did, unfortunately, that's not the main roster formula right now. So more similarities between the two right now is is probably a 
a pro, I would I would assume. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I, I think I think they're kind of I think this, you know, uh, this team of writers and, you know, producers and all that kind of stuff is kind of grooming them to be like they will be on the main roster. I think, like you said, in the past, maybe uh, they had their own style and that it was different than the main roster. And then when they got up there, it kind of, you know, overwhelmed them and stuff like that. So. Um, and it didn't work out as well as you thought it might would have or should have or, you know, stuff like that. So um, I definitely think they're getting groomed a little bit better to be main roster superstars whenever they do get that call. Yeah. And one more. I have a few more pros here. Um, one being better aesthetics. The show looks a lot better. It's brighter. It's not in a hockey rink. It's not a dungeon. It's in and the lighting is great. I don't mind the logo. It's grown on me a lot. I hated that that. Um, that new logo that triple H put in around January with like the Eagle and the exploding, whatever it, okay. still, it looked, it looked, it looked like two ro- rock metal, like death metal. Like I don't, and I don't mind that music, but like it looked too like 1991 triple H like hair. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about, but it just looked too much. Like fucking motorhead H. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I want to, I might, I might grow a mustache out. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but I definitely like the aesthetics. I like the little arena that they have now. I'm glad they changed it up. The entrance is cool looking. Um, like I said, the fans seem super into it. It's well lit. I like the colors. Um, I, I was never something that offended me or I, I like hated or anything like that. Uh, I think it makes it bright and vibrant. So um, I, I, I really enjoy the aesthetics like you were talking about. Yeah, and my last one is influx of younger talent. Just for an example... You know, the Internet melted after the 2021 Rumble because of the average age of each participant in the Rumble. It was like (laughs) 39 or 40 or 42 or whatever. So everyone shit on the WWE for having a youth movement, for not having a youth movement and relying on the old and AEW is so fucking cool and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's but it's like it's a different time, like Morrison Mm -hmm. Styles. All those guys are still in their prime. It's like, look at Tom Brady. He's a fucking 42-year-old quarterback in his prime. You know what I mean? Like, things – it's 2020. Things are different. Guys evolve. The human body evolves. It's like these guys aren't doing drugs. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a different fucking world. So I didn't really mind the age, but the WWE obviously took an incentive of making it younger. And, you know, this is – obviously they got to start in developmental if they're going to do that. And this is how they kind of got there with that. So – I don't, you know, that's just kind of how, like, you know, how the internet works. Like, they're looking at the negative of the old Rumble, but fuck these guys. They don't have a plan. Now they make a plan, and it's just like, oh, my God, they fucking released everybody. Like, they cut all the old guys. They cut this guy because he was too old. They cut this guy because they didn't have a future, but then they were shitting on it, like, months ago because they were too old. So it's like, you can't have your cake and eat it and all this shit at once. It's just like... You know, you fuck, you know, they took an initiative to do it and then you fuck with them because they did it. You know what I mean? It's kind of, you get what <laughs> I'm saying? Don't cut the old guy. I like, I, I like that old guy. Keep him. Cut the other old guy. I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, you get it, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just modern. It's just a modern fan that no, nobody's pleased with anything really. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I get what you're saying. Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was okay. going to give an example, but I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to go down that road. You get what I'm saying. 
<laughs> no, I got you. But yeah, I mean, the age thing is a big deal. But like, that's my whole thing with like NXT was never supposed to be where the 35 year old guy that's been in the indies for all those years were supposed to go. And when it originally started in, you know, 2012, you know, maybe to get their feet under them for a little yeah. bit. It was never supposed to be a long standing thing. It was never supposed to be a brand. It was supposed to be a place where you could learn the style and kind of move up to the main roster. That's all it ever really should have been. Now, again, I've said it multiple times. I love the way it was. I, I you know, Keith Lee was awesome. You know, Gargano's awesome. Champa's awesome. Uh, Pete Dunn's awesome. All those guys are great. Uh, and I loved watching all the takeovers in NXT throughout the years, but that like that's just never what it was supposed to be. So in a way, I'm glad that they've gotten back to the way that like it needs to be for these new guys to learn learn the common or you know learn their new well just what they're try they're trying to do and what they need to do on the main roster when they get there. Um, and you know you can keep a few veterans around like you like they have and you know kind of help them guide them that way. Um, you know, especially some of the older guys that have been in the, in the indies for forever and now have been in NXT for a while. Um, obviously, they need to move on eventually and go on the main roster and, you know, have that success that they will have up there. But, you know, it was always supposed to be developmental. It was never supposed to be, oh, you're going to come here, be NXT champion for th two, you know, better part of a year and a half. And then you're going to go to the main roster and just kind of uh, flutter, you know, but um yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy the fact that it kind of has gotten back to the point where it's kind of more developmental and it's, you know, training these new guys to kind of learn the style and learn how things are supposed to be done. So because um, maybe maybe they'll have a lot more success once they get to that point. Absolutely. Do you have any more pros to add before we hit the cons? Um, I, no, I, I agree with a lot of what you said on the on the pros. Um, I, I like the, that they're doing a lot more characters. Um you know, I, I really like that they've kind of gone to our youth movement, like I said. So, um, you know, I, I, I really agree with a lot of your pros that you that you came up with for sure. Yeah. All right. So the cons, I got a few I got a few of them and I'm sure you're going to add a few, too. But uh, I got it's less work, right? The, you know, each week we're getting less work rate than we did the week before, which is fine. And sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. You know, and NXT doesn't have to be, an, you know, a show that has has great work re work right now to compete going head to head with NX uh with AEW. And it had great work weight before that. So it's not like they did that just to compete with AEW, but we're getting a lot work a lot less work rate. Some might see that as a positive, some might see it as a negative. I just put it on this negative list because the work rate was so strong in NXT. It was so consistent and it was really the identity of that show for so many years. So that's why I put it on the cons. Um, no, yeah, I I definitely agree with you. No, go ahead. I just agree with you. <laughs> yep. And then my next con is Squatch Mashes. You can't have four of them in one night. Like I said, for the pros, one or two is great. Four, that was way too much. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's a bit too much. Um, you know, maybe maybe some of the newer guys put them out there and uh, kind of have them squash squash somebody just to kind of get them on TV, show off their uh, move set and just kind of what what their character is and kind of stuff like that. But yeah, definitely don't need to fill a whole uh, episode with squash matches because I think I th even think that was a problem at the beginning that uh, Jenny, Tim, and Jake are going through on the wrestling feed on PTB NXT. Um, they, they just go through a lot of squash matches and most of their ratings are just like, whatever, I don't even care about this match. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, I think that was definitely a problem then and it could be a problem now if they overdo it. So I think they definitely kind of need to, uh, you know, tamper them off a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I think, that, I think you could have a couple 
but not Hulk show. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's too. My next one is sometimes it's too similar with the bad traits compared to the main roster. You know what I mean? Like the overworded promos, the overscripted verbiage, that kind of stuff. But then again, some guys need that. Like Randy Orton needs that. AJ Styles needs that. They want that. So everyone's different. But sometimes it's a little bit too noticeable in NXT. And, uh, you know, in some of the, in some of the gimmicks are a little too much, like something of the main raw, like a bad trait on the rain monster. You get what you get what I'm saying, right? No. Yeah, I definitely. And, and so, some of the, some of the lame nicknames they come up with in the, uh, promos can be a kind of a little heavy handed, the big bad booty nephew and all that stuff that Gargano came out with this week. I thought it was funny, but you know, kind of corny at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not too bad at that one though but uh they actually kind of seemed yeah. to taper off it at first it was so extreme like the first two or three months uh weeks of 2.0 it was very extreme but you know it kind of tapered off and finding its groove the last few weeks have been an exceptional exceptional shows by the way um mm-hmm. yeah the last and the two next one it was yeah the last one of the uh, last cons i have here was the awful look we already went over that for, of the old nxt i don't want to hamper on it's dungeon and dragons look anyways <laughs> <laughs> hot dirty hockey arena rollerblade uh, uh yeah rollerblade arena or something like that yeah, yeah. it was it had um, to go and, and uh, it definitely needed a spicing up for sure and the last one was i have um lost jobs you know all the cutbacks and nx team yeah uh, unfortunate that a lot of people did lose their job you know they got yeah. it was great that they got an opportunity you know, WWE wasn't bashed for hiring too many people, but like we went over earlier, it's unfortunate that they got these guys had to get cut. You know what I mean? As a union pipe fitter, I lose my job all the fucking time. You know what I mean? When things are bad, I'm off work for months at a time and it's out of nowhere at sometimes too. So I'm weathered to it. I live my life. I, you know, balance my life around that. But my thing is these people losing their dreams that that's where I like, yeah, feel the worst about it. You know what I mean? And of course their jobs too, but really their dreams of getting pulled out from them at like the blink of an eye. Really? It's unfortunate. Yeah. Especially as somebody with like B-Fab from the hit from hit row, the, the girl from hit row, you know, she just got an extension like two weeks before, or like maybe even a week oh. before she got released. So, um, but yeah, you, you, you feel for the younger guys that, you know, the older guys have been there. They've been in companies before and have gotten let go. Now the suddenness all always sucks, of course. Um, but yeah, some of these NXT guys that got, I mean, you gotta get, you can't just get rid of stuff people for the main roster. You have to, you know, you have to cut bait in multiple areas. I get if you're trying to really cut budgets, if you really need to do that, despite the fact that you're making a lot of money, which is just all kinds of wrong in itself. But that, that's another podcast. Um, like Frankie, but, uh, for a quick example, Frankie Monet, r- real raw deal. She came right at the end of Triple H, and mm-hmm. she got cut right at the beginning of this 2.0. It is because of her age, probably. Unfortunately, she. I thought I liked her a lot. I think she could have worked on either roster, and mm-hmm. it just stinks for her. For example, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then she's one of those that like. She doesn't need to go to NXT. She didn't need any, you know, she no. can she can work it out on the main roster. She's been an impact for so long. She was in Lucha Underground um, and she's great. So, I mean, like, you know, that's a big missed opportunity for them. And, uh, you know, uh, the way the way it kind of happened, I don't think she's ever going to come back, even if they do want her. So uh, uh, she's a little sour. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a little mad. Uh, <laughs> Any more cons but before we move on from you? The only con I can come up with, and I, I just I based this pretty much based it off the fact just in our chats of people talking throughout the time, is like there might be a few too many new faces. Like, you know, it seems like every week there's a new guy and another new guy and another new guy. And like most of the new faces that have been pushed pretty heavily have worked out and have been pretty well so far. Um, but I just feel like there is a lot of newness and it just seems like they keep piling on and keep piling on, which if, you know, they keep working out, it's fine. But I, I just feel like it, it might get a little overloaded at some point. But um, and back to the, you know, the indie stuff with all the, you know. Uh, the previous NXT, the old NXT, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I just think they got a little too sign happy at some points, and just got too many guys and got way too overloaded. So there's not enough space for a lot of these guys to, you know, get pushed on the main roster. So they were uh, definitely porting talent away from AEW. They were signing yeah, a lot of yeah, guys yeah. up to that, but. In 2018, 2019, they were definitely hoarding guys to keep them away, which I kind of get. But it's still, it, in the long run, it didn't really work. It worked out for some. It didn't really work out for much. But then again, these guys won't find, the, the indies seem to be in a good place now. So things seem to work out funny, you know? And I, Yeah, and I also think they're starting to use 2F5 Live pretty well because it's kind of like the... You know, you work there, and if you do really good on there, you can be more featured on NXT. So I, th yes. I think they're using 205 Live really effectively at this point because it's kind of not just the Cruiserweights anymore. It's kind of they do the ladies. They do uh, like Odyssey Jones has some matches on there sometimes. So yep. uh, I think they're really using that show to kind of see where some guys are. And then if they do well, they'll kind of put them on NXT the next week or and see where they're at. So I like that how they're doing that. Yep, that's a good one, and it's just funny that uh, it's 205 Live on <laughs> Cruiserweight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when it's like pretty much the main event to Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> which, 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 which is a good formula, like you said. 205 Heat. <laughs> uh, oh, bro, I love it. But uh, all right, so let's transition into con so quickly. Let's transition to some uh, quick contract talking. Um, Johnny Gargano last week came out that he got extended for a week. Uh, what do you look at? How are you looking at that? You know, he's there to seem to be past the Tuesday past war game. So is, is when his contract, quote unquote, expires now. Where do you see him landing? I, I really think he'll end up staying. Um, I don't really know what the holdout is at this point. It, you know, that's the only thing that's holding me back from saying 100 percent he'll stay. Um, I feel like he would have signed an extension at this point if he had intended to stay. Uh, I just think he fits really well in, in NXT. I think he can be the older guy that kind of helps these guys figure figure everything out and, you know, eventually be a coach whenever he decides to retire. Um, I think he probably could, he could go to AEW. I think he definitely could have success there. I, I don't think that he's ever going to be like a top tier star for them just because I think they're having the same problem that like the old NXT had. I think they're getting a little too overloaded. Um, I think they probably need to kind of tamper off, sign on everybody that gets rid or leaves uh, NXT or WWE. Um, but I, I think he fits really well with WWE, and I, I think he should probably just in, eventually end up on the main roster. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think he'll stay, in my personal opinion. I think so too, but it is a little funky that he got the week extension. It could be a leverage thing. It could be, hey, we want to sign you to a main roster deal doing an NXT extension. Could be that. We don't know. But um, it's very reminiscent of Adam Cole 
signing a quick extension with NXT just so he can finish mm. his program. You know, and he's him saying, oh, I want to wrestle a war game. I always want to wrestle a war game. So that's why I'm here. Uh, you know what I mean? I think he stays, but I don't want him to stay in NXT. You know what I mean? I want him to go up. Mm. I, I want him to go to Raw. I want him to go to SmackDown. And I uh, I want him to get paid, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, if he goes to AEW, I definitely have concerns, like you said. And maybe part of him wants to hit that indie market and suck up that top dollar for a little while, then see how things land and make that decision then. You know? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, he could definitely he could go wherever he wants to. I'd be a fan of him no matter where he went. Um, I just I, I, I feel like he wants to be bigger. Um, I think he wants to be on a, you know, a main roster somewhere. Um, and I just feel like he might get a little bit lost in the shuffle at an AEW at this point, but he could be the king of the indies and do all the different indie, uh, promotions for sure. And rake up that money, uh, and then eventually retire, I guess, uh, hang out with his kids and maybe train some new superstars eventually. But, um, like I said, I'll be a fan of him no matter where he goes, but I think he could probably stay in the WWE system and have uh, a moderate amount of success, if not a lot of success. Like, I know Cardona's still getting that big indie money. You know, I'm sure Gargano could go on a six-month run and get a hot win. His indie money's not going to dry up fast like Ryback. Let's put it that way, you know? No, he had one. People aren't going to be voting for him to retire on Facebook uh, <laughs> or, or, or Twitter, even though he tells them, stop voting for retire. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. God, but uh, what do you think of Kyle O'Reilly? <laughs> what do you think? Do they go, NX, they go AEW or get a call up or do you stick with Von Wagner? He's up soon, too. So what do you think? Uh, he's definitely not sticking with Von Wagner no matter what <laughs> he does. But um, uh, I think he's definitely going to AEW. Uh, you know, Fish and Cole are already kind of doing the Undisputed Era stuff on AEW. So I think it's just a matter of time before uh, O'Reilly uh, lets his contract run out and goes and joins them. Uh, and they uh, form the Indisputable Age, as I'm calling them. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, All right, yeah, that, I, sounds, I, that sounds better in words than it did in, in print. they have to do the undisputed era without saying the undisputed era so um that's That's too close that's too market nah there's definitely there's definitely tea leaves there that you would think that um i wouldn't rule out like a main roster run and then kind of having like start from the bottom and work your way up and see what you got because he's an outstanding talent and he he has character quirks but it could work out it could click um, I'd probably go, I would probably go 70% AEW, 30%, you know, WWE slash NXT though. That's what I would I'd go. probably go about 80, 20, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if he stays, he'd, he'd be a great, I, you know, like I said, I think he's doing great with Wagner for now, but I definitely think that partnership isn't going to last very long <laughs> for I, whatever. I, I kind of low key like it though. It's weird. Vaughn Wagner is interesting. We'll hit him up later. Um, mm-hmm. The last guy I have here is Kevin Owens. His contract came is up January 2nd, and he's in the world title. He's got a world title match on January 1st. Uh, we're not talking WWE tonight. We're talking NXT. But, you know, I, they, you know, news came out that he was done January 2nd. So is he really going to get pinned and leave, or is he going to stay and win that belt, or is he going to stay and lose? Like, what do you think? Uh, he's definitely going to gonna win, so I can say for that for sure. Um yeah, I think he'll probably take the pin and leave. Um, I just think he's probably looking for something different. Uh, I think he's definitely in a plot spot in his career where he could do that and still have a good moderate amount of success. Um, 
I, and I don't think he's a guy that will get lost on the main, or on the AEW roster. I think I think he has enough personality. He has the mic skills. He can go in the ring. Um, he might not be able to go in the ring as well as he might have used to a couple of years ago or four or five years ago. But um, I definitely still think he still has a lot to bring to the table. And I think he just, you know, I think he just wants a different change of direction, just kind of a different area to kind of do his stuff at and kind of let loose. So uh, I definitely think he'll probably end up in AEW. What do you think? I want to say I'm 50-50, but I'm going to go 55 AEW, 45 WWE. Uh, just like he wasn't he's not, he hasn't been buried. You know, he's going he, yeah. his, his character's in transition. I'm sure they I'm sure everyone there likes him and respects them and, and doesn't want to bury him on the way out. But I don't know, man, like I'm starting to lean like, hey, maybe he stays, but. I my gut would if my money would say he's gone, my gut kind of says he stays. If like so, that's why I'm like forty five fifty five AEW. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's a guy like a, Mo, a Moxley that's gonna leave there with sour grapes. So I think I think he'll you know he'll stay on good terms with him. But I, I think I think he's probably just kind of looking for a change of direction at this point. So like a Daniel I, I, Bryan got, exit kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, he just kind of wants to get out there and, you know, face wrestlers from the rest of the world, maybe do a couple new Japan dates and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, I, he we'll he seems like Daniel Bryan kind of me kind of got to me for sure. We'll see. Regardless of where he goes, I'll be watching him. Exactly, for sure. All right, let's get into this War Games card, Logan. Logan, what match are you most anticipated for? I am looking forward to the most. I'm going to go with the uh, men's war games match. I'm, I kind of want to see how these new guys uh, kind of uh, match up against the uh, old guard, we'll say, uh, Team Black and Gold. Um, you know, Champ has been in there before. Uh, Pete Dunne's been in there before. But like we said earlier, Greg Gano's never been in a war games. Um, L.A. Knight's never been in a war games. But um, I'm kind of interested to see what Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller, they're kind of high flyers, can do some crazy stuff. Kind of see interested to see what they can uh, pull out in that match, and uh, you know, uh, Braun Breaker can chuck people around. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing him do that in this match. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the match I'm most anticipating, uh, without a doubt. What about you? How'd you forget about Tony D'Angelo, brother? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Team 2.0 versus Team Black and Gold. Honestly, man, the build is this for this. The last two weeks has been excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they really once they found their direction for this for this, I guess, pay-per-view, they really found a groove. And the way this built and the way how like they had their little sub feuds and it molded into one because that go home segment where this uh, war games was announced, not last night, but the night before was super good. You know, and the way they all, like I said, well, they had their mini feuds combining into one. You didn't see it coming. But then again, in retrospect, you saw it coming. So I'll give them credit there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of when Waller was on uh, Lash Legends uh, or lashing out with Lash Legends, I uh, kind of when he started in, in, insulting all of the older guys, I kind of thought maybe he would be involved somehow. But I wasn't sure how the teams would kind of uh, mesh out. But I, I kind of figured uh, Waller would be somewhat involved in this somehow. Um, and obviously he's going at L.A. Knight. So, um, so yeah, the little mini feuds we got are L.A. Knight and Grayson Waller. Great name, by the way, Grayson Waller. Um, Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunn. Forget about it. Um, 
<laughs> I'm a, we're going to talk Tony D'Angelo later, and I'm pretty excited for it. <laughs> Braun Breaker and um, T- Tommaso Ciampa. Did I say it right? No, Tommaso Ciampa. Um, for like the NXT title, they have that big, that pretty good match at Halloween Havoc, and they've been Braun Breaker been up his ass. He wants that gold, and Ciampa wants to keep Goldie. And then the last one was the North American champion Camaro Hayes versus Gargano. They've kind of been lingering around each other, and Gar- Gargano identifies him as the hot young act that wants to prove himself to the old guard of Gargano. So those have been a little background on the four feuds that were going on that helped mold this war games. But honestly, they got ha- they got high expectations to live up to. There really hasn't been a war game that's been un- a men's war game that's been under buck four and a quarter, really. <laughs> you know, they all have been exceedingly ex- excellent. Yeah, yeah, I was saying all of them in general, even the women's, uh, have all been excellent for sure. Um, I always look forward to and anticipate this uh, NXT takeover, pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it, uh, every year. Uh, so I definitely always look forward to this one for sure. Yeah, and it's this one's going to be a real cool one to look back on a year or even six months from now to see, hey, where's Grayson Waller at? Where's Tommaso Ciampa at? What did Camarlo Hayes do? You know what I mean? Where where did Gargano and in, in, uh, yeah, Cole and uh, – <laughs> Chiampa in LA is LA Knight still employed and where did Pete you know Pete Dunn just resigned is he on the main roster and is Tony D'Angelo still a thing is he still a gimmick has he evolved it's definitely <laughs> definitely gonna see it's gonna be cool to look back and see where all these guys are at yeah without a doubt um yeah we were talking kind of on a side chat uh throughout the day and a little bit of yesterday uh, I could see most of Team Black and Gold kind of ended up on the main roster before too long, especially like L.A. So. Knight and yeah. and Dunn. I think this might kind of be a swan song for those two guys. Uh, they might keep Gargano and Champa down there. For, or Gargano, honestly, might be gone, but uh, I definitely think they'll keep Champa down there for a little bit longer as he's still a champion. But um, I think he'll kind of, uh, you know, be down there to guide the new guys in in the right direction, uh, even even past the point when he's not champion anymore. Very cool, very cool. All right, let's let's go hit this tag team match. The NXT for the NXT Tag Team Champions. We've got Imperium, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eicher without Walter versus Kylie o- Kyle O'Reilly and Vaughn Wagner. Vaughn Wagner, son of Blake from the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I could brush my teeth on his forehead, Vaughn Wagner. <laughs> Yeah, he, he has a big old Easter Island head for sure. That thing that is, thing is shiny cute. as fuck, man. Woo! <laughs> yeah, and you could... coming you could... for me, a bald guy that has a shiny head. <laughs> yeah, you could you could hang a whole uh, picture frame up there or something like that. Yeah, he's got a big old head. Um, My brother, the brother's staring into space 24-7, too. What do you think's going through his mind? Nothing, because it's, it's, <laughs> it's just filled with a bunch of hot air. I'm telling you, he's in freaking stone Easter Island head for sure. <laughs> All that being said, I don't mind him. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I haven't minded him so far, and I think he's definitely gotten better as the weeks have gone on. Um, You know, Imperium. Terrible. Go ahead. Terrible name, Von Wagner. Oh, like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, he definitely should be. throw on us. You never know, but te- <laughs> from the start, bad name. Um, but honestly, he, he moves really well for a big man. I could see why they like him in ring, but charisma, it's like early Dexter Loomis. Like, what is this kind of guy charisma? Like it's there, but it's like, is it, is it negative charisma? Does it work? Like, what is it? He's likable, but 
he is he like is he all there like what's going on you know what i mean but um although yeah, I, he's one, go, go ahead i no he's just one that hasn't really been fleshed out too much yet yeah, exactly. uh, i think he has a little he definitely has a little bit further to uh you know kind of bloom i, I think sticking him with oh, o'reilly but, and honestly if o'reilly stays good. around it, it, it'd be good to kind of keep him with him just to kind of uh you know get him a little bit more confident in himself but he definitely needs a character of some sort just to kind of you know elevate himself from here uh, i definitely think he has this stuff in ring um I, I think he's been good so far he's got the size Vince is gonna love a guy like that uh even if he's not that talented he'll love him because he's got size so if he can put this kind of stuff together i think he definitely has some upside did you say bloom because of wayne bloom being his father maybe so he could be cal beverly eventually so he could adopt his father's gimmick from wwe <laughs> uh, cal beverly not a bad name or yeah. Bob, you know not what we should have uh, lanny poffo back out to be the genius and you know announce him as carl beverly you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh on the other side we got the nxt tag team champions imperium uh I don't. What do you see going on here? Like, are we gonna switch I, the belts? Are we just gonna have a good match? Are we gonna establish Imperium awaiting for Walter? Like, where is Walter? Is are they gonna drop the belts and go up with Walter? Like, what's going on here? No, I, I think Imperium. They kind of just won the title, so I think they'll hold it a little bit longer. Um, maybe eventually lose it in uh, four or five months. Uh, at a, a eventual uh, NXT pay-per-view. Uh, but I think I think even if Walter appears on the main roster, I think Imperial will kind of stay down here for a little bit longer and then maybe eventually go up and join them after they lose the tag titles. Um, but I think they have a little bit further of a run. Um, if O'Reilly was definitely re-signed, I might go with O'Reilly and Wagner, but I'm definitely going Imperium on this one. Yeah, good, good call. I think Imperium too. And uh I don't know. Real quick, to, just to backtrack a little, black and gold or 2.0? Uh, I'm going to go with 2.0. I think they're going to take this as an opportunity to kind of build the the new guys and uh, give them a big win. Me too, and I think Breaker pins Chiampa, and we, so we were 1-1 with pins there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, after that, Let's go with the cruiserweight championship match. Speaking of 205 Live being like not really a thing anymore, why do we got the cruiserweight championship on the line against, you know, Kyle? Like, is Roderick Strong 205? But it's believable. He might be. He could be. It's it's a little suspect, but we're going there. But my man Joe Gacy, he better make a prayer to make the 205 Live. Homie's 205, <laughs> at least. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Even I, I mean, I think even if he got to this, you know, uh, m- most skinny possible weight that he could probably get to at this point, I don't think he could get. Then to he's just skinny fat. You know what I mean? Like the I weight mean, he, works for him. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, I think he's a little skinnier than when he debuted. But yeah, he's definitely pushing way more than two oh five at this point. Um, but yeah, but the belt's on the line. That's kind of weird, no? I mean, I just think, uh, like with 205 Live, I think they're kind of waiving the weight limit thing. So I I, I think they're just going to kind of, you know, go with whatever feud kind of works at this point. Um, and, you know, that's, they, that's kind of unfortunate, kind of, tradition, traditional wise. That's unfortunate, but it's really whatever. 
Yeah, and they kind of pigeonhole this rivalry. They're kind of both heels. Uh, I mean, you could say Diamond Mine in some in some scenarios are, are faces, but I, I really think they're kind of pushed more as heels because of, you know, Malcolm Bivens being their uh, mouthpiece and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, this this one's the one that kind of least least in, inspires me uh, on this card. I think, yeah. obviously, with strong, strong involved, I think it'll be a solid match, but um, I'm not the hugest fan of Gacy, uh, but I think Roderick might take him to a pretty good match. But this one's the one that's not really, like, catching me or taking me you know so um but i think roddy will retain so roddy resigned in like april right before marina his wife was released mm-hmm. yeah. so he i don't unless if they release him he ain't really going anywhere to make you know four points on that undisputed era in the aew or anywhere so i'm curious like and i what do you think of diamond mine we'll get into that a little later but real quick i like them i like how it kind of got flushed out to where it's at now yeah yeah yeah. i i, I think uh ivy uh what's the the what's the girl's name ivy, ivy something. nile is it uh yeah ivy nile that's right i i really like her i think she could definitely be a, a big part of the women's division uh for sure um, I think the Creed brothers are good. They need a little bit more fleshing out. Obviously, they're kind of new to the. I think they were amateur wrestlers, so they're kind of new to the game. Yeah, Duke um, University. I, yeah, 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 and I think they have a lot of potential. So I think they they could work out for sure. And I, I think Roddy's that good leader. Um, and they have Malcolm Bivens who can sp- talk for all of them. Uh, Roddy's not the strongest talker, so uh, they definitely need that mouthpiece to kind of lead them along. But uh, I've been impressed with them so far for sure. Yeah, I like how this flushed out into their current current state. But, uh, yeah, it's going to get better, too, as we go. But, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm definitely least anticipating this match the most, <laughs> if that makes any sense. But um, <laughs> what do you think of the hair versus hair match? Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. What do you think of that? Um, I really at this point i think cameron grimes can make pretty much anything interesting so um I love you know him. with the whole poker stuff i thought it was kind of weird and I, I going into it i thought was kind of dumb but i uh, i think they've made it work um yes. cameron grimes i i really like him i like his in-ring stuff and i like you know when he cuts promos and does his crazy accent and all that kind of stuff um duke hudson's one of those guys that i'm kind of we'll see on uh, i think he i think he has potential he's another big guy uh, another guy that I'm sure Vince will love just because he has some size. Um, he's kind of good looking. Uh, he has a cool uh, British accent or Australian accent or whatever. Yeah, it reminds me of Wade Barrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's kind of Wade Barrettish. So I think I think Vince liked him back in the day. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think Duke Hudson has potential. Uh, he kind of needs to get a little bit more in ring stuff going. But uh, I, this one is this is one that I think could definitely surprise everybody. I think it could be end up being a pretty solid match. Yeah, like those million dollar championship belt matches with LA Knight and Grimes were mm. like ba- like low key bangers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they over delivered. Grimes is I've always loved Grimes. He's mm. flushed his character out to be like main roster ready now. So mm. and, and then you go back with the reports of Vince wanting him to get a haircut and clean up his look. You know, do you proceed him losing this match and like getting a real haircut or, you know, is the trim cool? The beard trims cool and like the the chest hair, it's kind of <laughs> works out. Like, is that enough or is like do cuts and get like a buzz cut for a week and then like this is not really a step. What do you think? Um, I think 
See, I think the I think the Grimes getting a haircut already is kind of a red herring. So I think Duke Hudson's going to end up being the one that gets his haircut. Uh, I think he'll have like a buzz cut, like you said. It won't be like a full bald, um, sh- uh, you know, f- full bald shave or anything like that. I think he'll just have really really short hair for a while. Um, but I think they kind of want you to think, well, Grimes already had his haircut to this point, so what's a little bit more, you know? But um, I think that's kind of part of his character, though. He's got a, got a, got kind of the mangy, oily, you know, long hair and the you know the beard. Uh, obviously, Vince wants him to clean it up a little bit, but uh, I think I think uh, Grimes definitely takes this one. Agree, uh, and I hope so too. I, I hope that Cameron Grimes get a gets a strong direction and a good push either on NXT or the main roster. Yeah, he definitely needs to be pushed kind of in one of the title pictures. He needs to be uh, very uh, he needs to be shown on TV a lot, and he kind of needs to be one of their centerpieces. I think going forward. Yeah, he, he's, he's, really got, he's got all five tools, in my opinion, besides, you know, lacks size a little bit, but he's like a taller guy in the, in the way he says, camera grabs is instant, instant over with me. To the moon. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the whole fucking thing, how like he really did hit, hit on like Dogecoin or whatever and like mm-hmm. crushed the stock market and is like low key a millionaire <laughs> is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. I I love I love that they made that part of his character. I, I I love that ever since they started doing that back in back earlier in the year. And it's a great, great story stuff. because he really came from nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And the last match here is uh, the the other War Games match, the women's War Games match. We've got Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Lee. Um, with the advantage, by the way. Um, you know, that's kind of just a traditional baby face. It's mixed with 2.0, mixed with old school, mixed with fresh faces, old faces. It's just a baby face roster, you know, versus mm-hmm. Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction, which is Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, uh, the NXT Women's Championship champion and the NXT Women's Tag Team champion is all in a Toxic Attraction. You know, um, I anticipate I'm looking more forward to the men's version, but this woman's version could, you know, it could be fun. They got a lot of stories built up to it for it. And what do you, what do you think of it, Logan? Uh, I definitely see the faces are, are, you know, uh, Raquel, EO, Cora and Kaylee Ray kind of coming away with this one. I definitely think the, you know, they're kind of pointing the uh, 2.0 guys as heels going into this match. So I think they're going to go with the faces in this one and give it to the uh, Raquel, EO, Cora and Kaylee. Um, you know, I, I think it's just an, it's kind of a way that they could, you know, beat Mandy Rose without taking the title off of her and kind of giving Raquel, uh, maybe, maybe one last win before she goes to the main roster. I think she kind of has, uh, accomplished as much as she can in, in NXT at this point. And I think this kind of might be like a, you know, a goodbye to Dakota Kai. I think Raquel might finally just absolutely destroy her and that might shoot her up to the main roster as well. Um, but yeah, this one should be a banger for sure. Uh, Dakota will take a bunch of bumps. Raquel completely dominate at points. Uh, EO do some crazy stuff. Um, Cora Jade, somebody that's kind of interesting to see in this match. Um, I don't really know much about her and she hasn't really, I mean, she's had some matches on TV, but, um, but she'll, she'll be interesting to see what she can kind of pull out in this one. And uh, the two uh, tag girls in Toxic Attraction have really impressed me so far, especially uh, Gigi Dolan. I think she's the one with the orange hair. So Yeah, um, Priscilla, Priscilla Kelly. She's awesome. 
Yeah, I, I think I think both of them are really great. They're a great team. Uh, they did really well in that ladder match that they had for the tag titles. Um, and Mandy's been great since. That was a car crash, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and Mandy's kind of impressed me since she came down. So uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I think it'll be kind of a kind of a bit of a car crash at the same time, but I think they'll pull out some cool stuff. But like I said, I think the face team will kind of come out with this one. Yeah, I tend to agree with you with all your picks, which is which is fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> like you said, I wonder if Raquel kind of gets the Rhea treatment of last year where Rhea's kind of last big match was War Games, and then she was kind of on hiatus till the Rumble. I wonder if that is that if that's what they do with Raquel this year, you know? And then, I can um, definitely see it. Yeah, that's a good idea. And that, But then Dakota is kind of, I'm I'm nervous about Dakota, you know, because I think she's a hell of a talent, and she can work anywhere within this company. If it's NXT with a push after this, if it's main roster with a low-key push after this. Like, I think she's a better version of Tony Storm. Or Zia Lee, like I think Dakota's better than those girls, and they're gonna get, and they're getting pushes or go, about to get pushes. So mm. I don't know, but it makes me a little nervous about her, as in she might be in kind of nowhere's no man win land after this. And you know, you know how they operate with their cuts and stuff. I hope that's not the case, and I'm just kind of fearful of it because she deserves more. And uh, like you said, toxic attraction, clicking on all levels. What a way to reboot Mandy Rhodes. She, I still see the like the the flaws in her that I don't think she'll ever get to the tip top tier. She's not as good as good as a wrestler as those girls. And the and she still yeah. struggles a little bit with promos, but presence, presentation, like charisma, flair, flash, glitz, glamour, she's got all that. And they're ex, you know they've did a great job of highlighting all of that in NXT. It's probably the best place for, her, especially with like the PG. 13 or 14 approach that they seem to have down there. So mm-hmm. highlight those attributes, baby. Yeah. As the Mandy Rose is just never going to be a great promo because she has that thick, thick, thick accent that she has. And it just, I can't get past it for some reason. Um, but what, yeah, what, you don't I, like Dorothy's accents, motherfucker. <laughs> well, no, it's just hers is like really, really strong. <laughs> yeah. She's got that upstate New York one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's got that thick accent. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, she, she definitely still has flaws for sure, but I think she's improving. Um, like you said, she's never going to be in that top tier, but she, she's definitely getting uh, better. And I think bringing her down was just a great, uh, great move, uh, for her and for this division. Uh, cause she can be a, you know, kind of a bitchy hill that, uh, a lot of these faces can kind of go after. Um, but like, like you, like you were talking about, I, I SmackDown's women's roster meet, needs help as much as it can get. So I can honestly see Raquel, EO and Dakota coming from this match and going up. So, um, well, I was just going to say, we haven't even brought up the two best, like work rate girls in this match, Kaylee Ray <laughs> and EO Shirai. Those are hands down the best two wrestlers in this match. And we barely mentioned them or if not a briefing passing mention of them, that's it. Mm-hmm. So that's what that, that's, that ladder match Dakota Kai had with Kylie Ray showed how Kylie Ray is fucking fantastic. You know what I mean? It makes me a little nervous that she get called up at, at the 2.0 transition because she's definitely like an old school NXT type of girl that they would push. So that makes me a little nervous that she won't reach her potential, but she's legit, man. She's awesome. Yeah, but I, I think that's kind of her purpose of being there. I think she's kind of the the veteran that stays and kind of, you know, plays that role. Um, 
you know, kind of that Champa's playing on the other side. So I, th- I think she's the one that kind of hangs around. I definitely see uh, if, if they're smart, EO and at least Raquel go up to the main roster and kind of, you know, flesh out that SmackDown roster a little bit. But I, I'd even move Dakota up, too, because I think Toxic Attraction can carry it. Uh, Cora Jade seems like she's a pretty good face that can kind of go up against them. And Kaylee Ray can be that badass that is always hanging around um, and can even be champion at some point uh, in the future. Yeah, back to Kayla Ray. They did give her that Limp Biscuit break stuff new gimmick, so I'm cool with that. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Logan, that will give. That's the that's the whole card, man. Only five matches, same formula, and you know, high expectations, but kind of lowered expectations because of all the transition. Hey, we'll see what NXT looks like afterwards Sunday night. You know. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. But. We've talked about all these fresh new faces, and you know I like having gimmicks with this fucking previews that we do. So uh, this next gimmick is a yay, nay, and then like a future prospect tier for all these NXT talents. I'm going to give you a name, Logan. You give me a yay, you give me a nay, and then we'll discuss. You give me a yay and a nay like on how they're doing the last three months since 2.0 turned into a thing. And then we'll give their prospect being an A, B, or C. A being main event talent on the main roster or NXT, high-ass ceiling, you know, your can't miss. B being upper mid-card, mid-card ceiling, you know, um, I'm not sure. You you could go up or you could be released. And then uh, that's B. And then C is just like you're a good hand. Or you're you're kind of at the end of your road. You don't have much upside, but we kind of like what you're doing, and you know you you have that Heath Slater role kind of thing. No <laughs> offense, Heath Slater. Or you got that Dana Brooke role. You know you're on the roster, you're part of our universe, and you're just a good hand type of thing. Not that Dana Brooke's a good hand, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, she's a 24/7 champion. You watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Dana Brooke. But. Uh, <laughs> All right, Logan, I've broken these down from men and women, and I've broken it down to between fresh blood and old guard. Would you like to start with the men, or would you like to start with the women? Um, Let's go with women, I guess. Let's just knock them out real quick. Let's go with the women. You want to go, you want to smell, you want to go new blood, or you want to go millionaires club? Oh, oh, sorry, that's WCW must die. You want to go (laughs) blood, or do you want to go old guard? Uh, let's go uh, New Blood, I guess. All right, so New Blood. Toxic Attraction, yay or nay so far? Uh, yay for sure, without a doubt. Um, And Absolutely. I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably give them uh, an A. Uh, I think they have a ton of potential, uh, especially the tag team, uh, JC, JC, Dol- or JC Jane and uh, Gigi Dolan. Uh, they've been really impressive so far to me. Um, and Mandy's been bringing it, uh, like I said. Uh, like, But also, like we said, I don't think she's ever going to be, you know, a Charlotte or a Bailey or any of those guys. But I definitely think she could be the main girl, as she is on the NXT for a while. And she could definitely be a player on the main roster eventually when she goes back up there. Uh, right, but I'll I give, so far. I'll, give, I'll, go, I'll agree with the A. I would go A- minus just because... Just because of Mandy Rhodes' upside, I don't see it getting there. But with I, I honestly, I personally think that the star of this group in three, four years is JC. You know, I think she knocks everything she's given knocks out of the park. And Priscilla's, uh, I mean, excuse me, Gigi's also fantastic too, by the way. But I sneaky think JC is like the diamond in this 
rough or whatever. And um, that's why I'm going to agree to give the, these girls an A. All right. So the yeah. next the next new blood from the women's division we have is Cora Jade. What do you see? What do you think of her so far? Yay or nay? She's got she's gotten a new character, too. So what do you think of that? Include that little Avril Lavigne skater girl. Yeah, this one is going to kind of be based off how she uh, kind of shows up in the War Games match. Uh, she's kind of in the middle. I kind of, if, if that's an option, I, can, I might go uh, or instead of yay or nay, I'll just go or on this one. <laughs> um, but I think she has a ton of potential. She seems like she could be a pretty good baby face character to go up against Toxic Attraction uh, coming up pretty soon. So um, I, I'll say yay just because I think there's something there. Uh, but there, I'd probably go B minus just because I haven't seen enough yet. But I, I did. It, it definitely could uh, up her grade for sure uh, on Sunday when this match happens. She's extremely young. Like she's like yeah. early, early twenties. I don't even know if she can drink yet. I'm pretty sure she can, but you get, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. But yeah. uh, I felt bad. Her boyfriend got released. Uh, Blake Christian or I forget Trey Baxter. Trey Baxter, her- yeah. Yeah, that was his NXT name, and that was like her shoot boyfriend, even though they put her on TV as her boyfriend. And it was like, and they kind of made him look like a piece of shit before they released him. So that kind of wasn't the best, but um, I feel bad for her there. I'm, I'm agree. I'm going to go with a B with her, too, just because I could see her going either way. But she definitely brings a like, I like her little cute entrance, no pun intended, with like her little backwards hat and her skater vibes and her jumping in the ring and like this innocent girl she's not going to be that in three years she's not going to be that in three months hopefully but i like to see where that transitions at it definitely gives it a little youthfulness but it's also kind of corny you know Mm -hmm. yeah without a doubt and she's definitely got that darby allen vibe going with the skateboard and everything so i actually i I never put that together but so yeah you're actually kind of right there so uh the last new blood woman i have here is lash I did the I did the hand motions. Legend. She had to <laughs> <laughs> but she's just been a like a talk show gimmick and like flirting with Tony D'Angelo. So I don't really know how to rate her. Like how do you? Do you know her by the way? Uh, fun fact, we actually went to college together. Um, she played basketball at Mississippi State for uh, a season and had some classes. Uh, we never had a class together, but we were at Mississippi State at the same time. So um, I, I know somebody famous, so that's that's, that's super cool. Um, but yeah, I, this one's another one that's kind of up in the air. Um, obviously, we've never seen her in the ring. I, I do like her little talk segment. It's kind of corny. It's kind of, you know, the bougie girl. it kind of works, that, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think it, it, the character's definitely there. Um, so I, yeah, the I, charisma's I, there I, for sure. Yeah, she definitely has some charisma. She definitely has a character down pretty well. I like the I like the idea of the talk show, and I like it. Uh, and in practice so far, um, I, I would like to see her in the ring eventually. But I, I could see her as maybe just even a manager for a little bit before she you know trains a little bit longer, um, and maybe gets a little more confident in the ring before they start putting her out there. So. Um, I'm just going to go, I, I guess I'll go B just because there's a character there, but we haven't seen anything in the ring yet. Um, so I think there's potential, but I think it's, you know, um, we, we have to see a little bit more, obviously. I'll go with a B too. It, it would be a B minus based on upside and you have, you know, kind of, I want to show me a little bit. Um, mm. And like, you know, like I said, she has an athletic background, but you know, why haven't we seen a wrestle? Is she not... Like, is it bad? Is it like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of too much up in the air. The charisma's there. It's a little, like you said, it's a little weird. It's a little wonky, but it works. So mm-hmm. 
I would put her last on. Uh, we got so we got five girls here to rank one through five, and uh, future upside. I'd put her last, and then I would go Cora Jade, and then who would you go? Who's your least? I don't want to say least favorite, but who do you see the least amount in Toxic Attraction? I mean, I, I, I it's going to sound weird. I'm going to go with the women's champion, but I, I think Mandy's kind of where she's going to be. Uh, she may get a little bit better. Uh, this may make her uh, this run may get her to a point uh, where she hadn't been before. Um, but I think she's kind of who she is. I think she's going to kind of stay where she's at. Um, but I'm like you. I think J.C. Jane could be a, a big star for them in the future. And I, I think Gigi Dolan's kind of already almost there uh, at this point. So I think she has the most upside to me. And then J.C.'s probably two. All right, so we go JC1, GG2, Mandy3, Cora Jade4, and Lash Legend5. You good with that? Yeah, I can I can live with that. Now, real quick with Toxic Attraction, then we'll move on. Can you see them getting called up as an act to a Raw or SmackDown? Uh, it may be a minute, but yeah, I think I could see them being an act. Uh, I kind of like that. And then Mandy's going to get like a six-month push. And that, or hopefully, hopefully a six month push or like a hard two month push and see where she's at. You know what I mean? Did she improve? Did their experiment work with NXT and kind of go from there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see it without a doubt. Cool, cool. All right, Logan. That So that was the women's division new blood. Let's go hit the old guard. All right. So let's start with Raquel Gonzalez. Where do you see Raquel Gonzalez? Like, let's actually, with the old guard, let's look at these girls with their prospect of getting called up. You know what I mean? If you see him staying in NXT, you know, let's just give him a C. Or if you see him going to the main roster and really not doing much, let's just give him a C. And then we'll decipher from there. But um, Raquel Gonzalez, do you see her being a, t- a top-tier woman instantly or do you see her as like a mid card getting a push what do you think i know i think she'll i think once she goes up to the main roster she'll be uh pretty heavily pushed at first at least uh she might be one of those that goes up and gets a uh quick mania title match maybe not this year but maybe the next year so like the Rhea Ripley pretty... blueprint kind of yeah, 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 I definitely think she's going to – I think they've kind of followed that even in her NXT run. I think she's kind of followed kind of the Rhea Ripley way of uh, doing things. She had she had her title run. It wasn't super long, kind of like Rhea's wasn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely think once she gets up to the main roster, she has uh, – I mean, she has size. She's, you know, she's a, a huge uh, lady. She's uh, big and tall. Um, she's strong. Another former uh, so, basketball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I de- think definitely think she has a lot of potential, and uh, I think she'll be pushed pretty heavily once she gets to the main roster. So A, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I would definitely go with an A too. Um, I'd be a little concerned about her personal life getting in the way. You know, she's had some like bad takes <laughs> on online lately, or some you know not popular ones. You know, your takes are personal, and I don't give a fuck. I agree or disagree. That's not on me to decide, but. She's definitely got some like backlash takes and she doesn't back down from them. She stands her ground. So with that attitude, I could see that maybe being like a a negative on the main roster. 
you know, mm-hmm. kind yeah, of. Yeah, it could definitely that, come back to bite her in the future. And she's yeah. dating Braun Strowman, so. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, so if she gets up there and she thinks her shit don't stink and it kind of, and it's, and it's not ready, then yeah. that might backfire on her too. But I would definitely give her an A based on her upside and her NXT push, you know, blasting and getting to the main roster. The next girl I got here is Dakota Kai. What do you got? Um, I, I think she'll be on the main roster. I do think she'll kind of, uh, I'll probably go B on this one just cause I think she's going to kind of be, uh, I think she's talented as all get out. So I think she should be definitely part of, uh, the, you know, the main storylines going forward on the main roster cause she's talented, uh, without a doubt. But uh, I think she, she's kind of smaller. Um, I think they kind of see her as more of kind of a worker kind of person. She doesn't have she some height on her though. It's here. not like she's super short, you know? Yeah, 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 but she's just kind of gangly, and I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would go. I agree with a B, but I would be like A minus upside. Like I could see her yeah, getting. Like she's been a great heel, but she's like a a low key awesome babyface. She was really good in that babyface role against that ascending Shayna Baszler. You know where she was that plucky underdog. She excelled with that and really kind of did well. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but I, I agree. I I'm gonna go with a B for now on the main roster. Yeah, 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 B, B for sure. All right, the next girl I got here is Indy Hartwell, A, B, or C. Mrs. Loomis, by the way. <laughs> Mrs. Loomis, um, yeah, Indy Hartwell Loomis. Um, I, I kind of think her and uh, Persia Parada or whatever her name is kind of stay down and are a tag team for a, a little bit longer. Um, that's another person we could put on New Blood. Uh, but I, I think they end up kind of being being a, a team, um, in NXT for a while, kind of go up against Toxic Attraction. I don't envision that they'll ever win the belts but that's kind of a, a pairing that you could put on the main roster as a team uh purge is kind of a hard, hard around the edges she yeah she, she's rough she almost hurt some people on that uh she's got a great look but she's rough match. yeah she's she's yeah she's, uh, she's and they a, look really good gold. together like as yeah, a yeah so i agree so where would you slot that would you slot that c plus b minus what do you think I'd probably go B. I probably go B minus just because I think Indy's good in the ring. Um, but I don't think that they'd get super pushed hard on the main roster or her by herself. Not right away. Indy yeah. is low key like charismatic and a really fun character. She's been great as the wife and the stalker of Dexter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think if you know, I don't know they the, like, the, that. That shows the, range. They like that. Look at Theory now. They like seeing the range, man. Yeah, I don't know that the way would work as a group on the main roster, but I would love to see them on weekly television on Raw or SmackDown, uh, just kind of doing their crazy, crazy skits and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, add in Dexter and have, let's see where it goes, you know? Yeah, so, I would like to see that, but I doubt they will. <laughs> the next girl I got here is 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 an A talent, but I don't know if she'll transition to be an A. It's it's Io Shirai. What do you think? I I'd, I would definitely still go A with her. I I, I kind of get where you're going. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I could see her kind of falling uh into the kind of the Oscar role. Just you know, Oscar's good and she always will be good, but they don't always use her correctly. And then when they're like not using her as champion or the main challenger, she kind of falls by the wayside. So, um, and, and it has a lot to do with the language barrier, of course. And you know, they can't yeah. help that. That's where they're from. That's who they are. So. Um, but I, I definitely think she's, you know, Oscar's still around, so they'll probably make them a tag team for a little bit. Um, you know, stuff like that, just cause that's what they do. I uh, was just going to say, are they going to do the lazy <laughs> route and have her team with Oscar and then just, it's like pirates 2.0, you know, 
Kabuki Warriors, whatever. <laughs> You've been watching this product as long as I have. You know exactly that's what they're going to do. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, my next one is just like Io Shirai and A Talent, but where are they going to go with her is Kaylee Ray. I think she hangs around NXT for a while, kind of gives. I agree Mandy, with that too. Mandy Rose some hell. Uh, she's definitely an A as well, uh, talent wise. Um, I, I I kind of envision her staying in NXT for a little bit or a pretty good bit. Uh, she may eventually be on the main roster in uh, a, a year or two. Um, but I think I she's was just gonna here not to, to cut you off, but I was just gonna say let's make this let's 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 make this tears like we're gonna see him and we're gonna go over this in two years. So keep that account, you know. Yeah, 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 I definitely think she'll be in the top tier of uh, NXT for a while, but then I think she'll probably go on the main roster and be kind of in that B area uh, until she kind of proves herself on Raw or SmackDown. Very cool. All right, so I'm going to go A minus, B plus, kind of. Yeah, that's, that sounds good. All right, and the last girl is Saray, just like uh, Frankie Monet, terrible timing. You know, in with the old, and then... I don't want to say out with the new, but we haven't seen her. And when we've seen her, she's been doing jobs. So what do you think of Saray? And she was clunky at first, too. You know, she was mm. all this hype and showed up with a lot of clunk and weirdness. So what do you think of Saray? Uh, yeah, I just don't think we've seen her at her full potential yet. And I think she would benefit a lot from EO not being on NXT anymore. And you're know, not to play the race card or anything like that. But I yeah. just think they're too alike in character wise and just you know how they are as wrestlers are both kind of high flyers and uh stuff like that so um i think she could benefit by being the you know the only asian character on nxt for a little bit so i think we kind of haven't seen the her to her fullest potential uh i'd probably go uh probably a low b minus on this one uh just because i haven't seen a ton from her that i've been inspired by but i also think she could probably break out if uh you know she kind of could stand out a little bit more. I had a little destination booking idea for her. How about we send her to NXT UK and build her up? And, that, that and then we'll see. Idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. All right, so we got all our girls here. We'll start with the B minuses. Who's last? In, India Saray. Uh, uh, Saray for now. Okay. <laughs> all right, so Saray sixth, Indy fifth. I agree with that. Um, that would put Dakota next at fourth. Mm-hmm. You agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you uh, you want to go Kaylee Ray third or Io Shirai third or Raquel third? Uh, I'd probably go Kaylee third. Third? Io two or Raquel two? Nah, Io two. I, I think they see a lot more in Raquel. So I, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they I like I think we flushed that out pretty like. good. Yeah. <laughs> so. And now, if we real quick, that. real quick, Raquel or JC Jane, two years from now, Raquel is that just not even close, right? Yeah, right now, yeah, I would definitely go Raquel. Um, like you said, her personal stuff might get in the way, but uh, as long as she can keep it within reason, I guess she could probably she she's definitely gonna have a place, and she'll be pushed if she's you know. If she can keep it uh, to, to a certain point. <laughs> yeah, she's a little concerning, but we'll see how it goes. And then, all right, so we played the top. Let's play the bottom. Lash Legend or Saray? <laughs> Which one do you like better from Future Prospect? Uh, I've seen Saray in the ring, so I'm going to go Saray. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you're dissing your girl, man. What the hell? 
I love me some Lash Legend, but I, I got to see a little bit more first. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, let's 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 start while we're in the old guard. Let's stick with the old guard, but hit up the men real quick. I'm gonna throw your name. Let me know what you think, Tommaso Ciampa, our current NXT World Champ. Um, yeah, I, he always said if he ever got pushed to Raw or SmackDown, uh, <laughs> he would um he would probably retire. So I, I I don't really know where to go with him. I think he'd probably fit well on the main roster. A lot of these older guys, uh, I, I don't know that they're going to uh, – I mean, they, they can do stuff on the main roster and have some success, but I, I don't see any of these guys really uh, – the Duns and the Garganos of the world really kind of being world title contenders or anything like that. But uh, I think Tommaso Ciampa could hang around in the mid-card for sure. Uh, so, so you want to – A-minus, B-plus? Yeah, A-minus, B-plus, I guess. Uh, B-plus. And Hey, don't – well, it was a different world in mid-2019 where he said that he would never go to the main roster because his body's so broken down. You know, that's when he was coming off his neck injury. And this is right after he got a call up. So maybe he was – he got a call up and he got hurt. So maybe he was just, like, saying, oh, shit kind of thing. Remember him and Gargano got called up when they were about to feud in tw- early 2019 <laughs> when, pa- when Paul Heyman got in Vince's ear and was like, we need new talent. And Paul Heyman was like, yeah, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa – Ricochet and Aleister Black. Those are the four hottest guys. Let's bring them to Raw. And Vince is like, I love it. <laughs> you know? And then mm, yeah, DIY definitely. got hurt, and then they got thrown back down. You know? So that's unfortunate. But I agree. A minus, B plus. Hey, I can see a world where Tommaso Ciampa comes up and feuds with Randy Orton. You know what I mean? And that and that's, you know, and that works. But at the end of the day, he is, he is a little undersized, and he is a small guy. You know? Yeah, but, he's hey, just never going to be up there with like the Romans and the Biggies of the world. I just, no, it, it, not it's not going to be that way. But I don't think he could, especially where he's at. But I could see Gargano, my next guy. What do you, th- A, B, or C, Johnny Gargano? We talked about him earlier. We talked about his prospect earlier. I talked about him every fucking podcast that I'm on this network. I love him. I think he's fantastic. A, B, or C, Logan, where is he at? Um,. I think he has the most potential out of the uh, kind of older guys on this list, just because he's a, such an over baby face. Um, I think I, I think he's definitely can be, you know, it, they they can light that fire at any point. He could be the you know the top baby face on on any roster. So I think he definitely has the highest potential out of these older guys. But uh, I don't think they're pushing the way that <laughs> I think they could or or I think maybe should in certain certain points. Um, so I'd probably go just straight a on this one i think he definitely has the most potential out of the older older guard um but also i don't think i don't trust vince to push him well i agree and i don't know we'll see if his contract if they give him a good contract and they stay they're gonna have to honor that contract with a good push off the bat and it's on him to i don't want to say it's not on him to sink or swim it's on them and him combined and they could totally fuck him so i'm i agree a on upside all right, next guy we got is L.A. Knight. I love L.A. Knight. I talk about him every podcast, just like Gargano. I th- he's main <laughs> roster ready. He's ready to rock and roll. I just think that, like, he's a better Bobby Roode on Raw or SmackDown. What do you think? Yeah, and I think he's definitely one of those guys that should have been drafted from NXT to the main roster when they did the draft. I think that was a big missed opportunity. Obviously, he's in this uh, War Games match. Uh, so they they trust him to have a good match with the younger guys. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I think he has potential on the main roster. He's got he's got some good size. Uh, he's a good looking guy. I think Vince will be a big fan of him because he's kind of got a big mouth and <laughs> uh, can talk pretty well. Uh, and he go go can go pretty well in the ring. Um, yeah, better so, than they advertise, really, honestly. Yeah, without a doubt, uh, I probably go B plus on him because I think he I think he has some upside, but uh, he is kind of on the older side, so he doesn't have a ton of uh, amount left on the clock. I guess I'll say. <laughs> yeah, my my gut was a B, but if you want to go B plus, you don't have to pull my leg, buddy. All right, next <laughs> guy is the freshly signed Pete Dunn. What do you think of Pete? Where do you think if he gets a call up, where would you see him slotted? Uh, I definitely think he's probably going to be end up being stuck, kind of stuck in the mid card. Um, he's kind of another B, B plus. I, I think he definitely has the talent. Uh, he can have some great matches with a lot of guys. Um, but uh, he's just another one of those guys that's kind of undersized. So you, 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 he probably can only go so far. Um, but he obviously has shown that he is willing to resign with the company. So he obviously shows some trust in them. And he's a young guy, so he'll be around for a good while. I think when he signed with yeah. them, he was only like 22, 23. Uh, he won the uh, when he won the um, UK title, he was only 21, 22. So he he'll be around a while. Uh, so he, he you know he's young uh, and he hadn't had too many injuries at this point. So uh, he he's one of those that could hang around a while and end up being kind of one of their main stars. Uh, you know, seven, six or seven years down the road. Um, but I think at first he'll kind of you know. Flatter in the mid card a little bit, maybe be U.S. champion, intercontinental champion, but um, uh, I definitely, I definitely think he's talented in the ring, but I think they could probably underuse him for a while. So, would you say B? Uh yeah, probably B, B plus. I, maybe. I, I, I agree with you, but I could also see him kind of getting like a, a mini put. I don't know, his character's hard. You know what I mean? I don't know. We'll see. B's a good spot for him. What about Roderick Strong? Um. They definitely need to stick him or him and Diamond Mine need to stick together. So uh, I think as long as those guys are still kind of, you know, cutting their teeth in NXT, uh, he'll stay down there and kind of be their leader uh, in the ring uh, as much as Malcolm Bivens is their uh, leader on the mic and kind of talking for him. Um, I, I kind of think he'll end up being in NXT for a while just so that those guys can do that. Um, but uh, if they ever do. C. Is he a B minus? No, I think he's probably a B. I think he's I think he's solid in the ring and can uh, lead yeah, some of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's great. yeah. He's not gonna. He's not ever gonna be an A plus kind of guy. But I mean, he's great in the ring. But uh, yeah, I think he's he's got a bar for sure. <laughs> now we we already talked about Kyle O'Reilly, but I put him on the list just because of the percent prospect of him maybe returning. But whatever, we already go there. But just with that prospect being so low of him kind of returning is B. B minus a fair grade for him. What do you think? Yeah, B B minus. Uh, you know, I I really think he's gonna leave. So I, I don't know that it's really gonna matter whatever we give yeah. him. Um, because but just out of, res- gonna... out of respect, we'll go B minus. Yeah, when we can't give him a C, but B B minus can be all right, right for now. Too talented for B minus. How about Cameron Grimes? We already talked about him in the preview pr- real quick, but um. Like you said, we 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 talked about his character and whatnot. I I, I want to say B plus, but I also want to say A minus. What do you think? Um, yeah. As far as NXT goes, I think he'll be down there for a little bit longer. I think he definitely is A minus on NXT. I think he'll definitely be in the main storylines going forward. He's, uh, he he, might he's go evolving with, and you know, rate rising, rising, rising. 
what do you so what do you think you know it's tough I, I think I think him and Carmelo will probably be the next feud. I think he'll kind of go for the North American Championship. Oh, uh, and call. you know maybe go ahead. I said good call, good call. Continue. Yeah. Um. And you know maybe if uh maybe he might beat him for that or maybe not. Maybe Carmelo will kind of keep going from there. Um. And I think he could. Hey, he could have some good matches with Braun Breaker. I think I feel like Braun is eventually probably going to win the NXT Championship from Tommaso. So. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think he could be a future NXT champion as well um, if they want to give it to kind of an older guy. Uh, but, um, yeah, I definitely I definitely could see him having a lot of success on NXT. Um, as far as main roster goes, I think he's kind of a little bit off, uh, further off from that. I think if he goes to the main roster, it might be like 2023. Uh, I, don't, I think he'll still keep staying on uh, NXT for the next year or so. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely think he has a lot of potential in NXT. Uh, but I'd I'd be wary of him on the main roster for now. So B plus. Yeah, B plus sounds good. All right, cool. How about Samoa Joe? He's on the roster. F. <laughs> He's oh. retired. <laughs> nah, I I don't know if he'll ever wrestle again. Is the problem? So I don't know. I don't know what his contract is. You know what I mean? Like, is this yeah. what is? Like I'm talking money wise, I assume that he was released. He was released in the released in the first fucking wave. You know what I mean? And he's a super talented guy. And he sh- even when he had that takeover match, he showed like he still mm-hmm. had it to an extent. You know, but how injury prone is he? What, what kind of you know? What where's he at with the state in his life? You know, like <sighs> C plus, right? Ugh. Yeah, I mean, you could go see my side. I don't know that he has a ton of prospects at this point. All right, I'll go see. How about Santos Escobar with Legato Del Fantasma? Yeah, Legato Del Fantasma is a tag team, uh, Wild and uh, Mendoza. I think they kind of fall under the radar. Um, they're, they're always going to because they're just kind of that middle tier tag team, but they're really good in the ring. Uh, pretty much they any match that they've yeah, had. Too, yeah. Yeah, as I say, any match that they have, uh, whether it be with MSK or Imperium or whoever they've faced over the last six or so months, every time they have a match, they bring it. Um, Those two guys are super good in the ring. Uh, Santos is also really good in the ring as well. Uh, He had that really good ladder match with Devlin. That was was quite a while ago at this point, but... um, But, uh, yeah, I think as long as they keep them as a group, I think they could have a lot of success. Um, I think... You know, Santos has a low-tier expectation of maybe being NXT champion eventually. I think he could kind of sneak into that tier, kind of like an Andrade did a a few years ago, obviously. Um, I I never would have thought Andrade would have been in that situation, but kind of when he got it, he flourished and was awesome. So um, I I could kind of see him sneaking into there. Um, I don't think that they'll be on the main roster uh, anytime soon. I think they have a lot more to accomplish in NXT. uh, They're like on ice right now. You know, they're in transition. Yeah, I, I'd i probably give them a B plus because uh, I think they have a lot of upside, all three of them. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good grade. I would I'd go A minus for Santos and then I go like B minus for them as a tag team. So B plus mm. is cool. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. <laughs> this, one break, this one breaks my heart. But Timothy Thatcher, what do you got? <sighs> What's his injury right now? Is he is is he is he hurt? I guess yeah, he it's got hurt. hurt and, I don't, and I think it's like I don't think it's like a substantially hard injury. I think it's more of like a uh, 
like a weird like wrist or something like that. Okay. Um, he seems like he could be a guy that would go to the main roster, but I don't envision him having a ton of success. Um, like a Gulak type. Can you imagine they call yeah. him, up, him and Gulak are tag team partners or some shit? Yeah, or even if they put Tommaso up there, I could even see them kind of reforming that tag team. Oh, yes. Be, uh, the hard I could see being a tag team guy or, or a mid-card guy. Yeah, I, I don't think he has a ton of upside, but uh, I, I do think he's pretty good in the ring, and I think he could be good in that like tag team scenario, but uh, probably B minus, C plus, honestly. So with... With Samoa Joe, he was at the New England, uh, New England, at the Vegas tryouts with Samoa Joe. So they see him as a prospect, as a prospective coach. You know what I mean? So, the, you know, you got to account for that, too, with his future in the company, too. And he's also a talented guy. So, yeah, know. he's very good. And just yeah. I, he's not one of those that screams like main roster like I know, but I can low key see in like Vince being like, <laughs> I love his look, even though it's just like. Like, I don't know. I could see him being a fun mid-card guy, too. What did we say, C-plus? Do you want to go B-minus? Yeah, let's go B-minus. That's fine. All right. All right. Just on prospect. Poor Joe with a C. Oh. All right. The next one we got is Dexter Loomis. Um, Interesting career guess, so far, by the way. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, Yeah, this guy's kind of run the gamut of crazy craziness with all of his impact stuff and then even his run here. Um. Man, I, I like I said, if they keep him with the way, if they kind of keep Gargano and uh, Candice and Indy and all them together, I think they could probably be a pretty good act on the main roster, but I really don't envision that being the way that they go. Um, Man, I could honestly see him being a 24-7 guy if he ever goes up to the main roster, but I could also see him kind of being like a... <laughs> lower mid Carter kind of guy that maybe goes after the IC or US be, every now and then. Could he be getting Elias push? Cause he has like weird charisma and he has like weird presence. And like, I could see like Vince falling in love with him, but he didn't really show much in NXT, like in work, in rate, you know, in work, work, ugh, work rate rise. In, in work. <laughs> you know, he didn't really show much from that aspect, but he always was kind of like a fun character presence. What do you think? Just, I don't know. It's hard to explain. What do you think? Yeah, I just uh, I, I I think at least Elias had the like guitar thing going for him and he had this special entrance and he had the, you know, I, I always say if you're a character and you're coming up, if you have like a little thing that people can sing along with or kind of, you know, uh, quote you or, you know, walk with Elias and all that kind of stuff that he had. I feel like he at least had that like Loomis is just kind of a weird guy that never speaks. So. I could see uh, them giving him like a serial killer vibe gimmick for a few <laughs> few months, you know. Yeah, uh, they would definitely need to do some uh, major character updating kind of stuff and make make him a little bit more uh, ruthless or you know, something like that. But uh, my yeah, ceiling is I, a B. My floor is a C. What do you think? I'd probably I'd probably just go B minus just to go in the middle, just because I think there's possibly something there, but I, I don't see them kind of using him very well i think he'd probably be more for comedy uh once yeah. he got to the main roster uh just so he can kind of sneak up on whoever the 24 champion champion is or whatever um but yeah all right so so by request you wanted to add danny birch <laughs> i did not i just asked if he was still on the roster uh c minus <laughs> oh, poor 
Danny Birch, I really like your tag team with um, Oni Larkin, but I'm afraid that you might be Martin Stone sooner than later. Oh, or, hey, why not? Throw him in NXT UK. Let's see what happens. I don't know. C minus. You know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Sorry, Danny. How about MSK? We're going to find out uh, what MSK stands for next week, man. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, these guys have a ton of potential. I've loved them uh, ever since they've been on Impact uh, as the as the Rascals. Um, that that they're really good in the ring. Uh, they kind of have some goofy cool characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was they're kind of goofy characters, but they seem like they're super cool, uh, super good guys. Um, so, I mean, I think they'll be a big part of the NXT tag division going forward. Uh, but I, I even think they could have some some minor. Uh, uh, main roster success. I think they could be like a modern day London, London and Kendrick kind of situation. Absolutely. Um, with more flash, so I, with more flair, markability too. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd probably go uh, a minus just cause I think, uh, I don't know that they have a ton of potential split up, uh, but I think as a tag team, they have a ton of, ton of potential. I think Wes Lee does, man. He's a little undersized, but he's like Leo rush quick. You know, if that, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, he he's super. Both both of them are good in the ring, but I think if one of them breaks out, it'd definitely be Wesley for sure. Yeah, A minus B plus. What do you you, you make A minus? A minus. Yeah, let's go with that. That's a weak A minus. Imperium without Walter first. Um, you well, talked about them earlier. The they're sticking. Um, yeah, I think they'll stick around for, you know, maybe till a little after Mania. Uh, if Walter comes back at the Rumble and ends up being in the title picture uh, going towards Mania, maybe they come out uh, kind of as the build up towards that and start a, kind of appearing as uh, his sidekicks again. Um, and then they kind of lose the titles back down at NXT and end up being a tag team up on the main roster. Um, but I, I, I love them as a group, so I, I would go A or A minus for sure. Without Walter, I'm going to stick to A- minus just because I think they love Fabian Edgar and see long-term potential in him. As a fellow bald guy with, with a chiseled, <laughs> young, beautiful face, I, uh, I'm i going to root for him. But um, I think they're more with Walter, less alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think if they don't ever reform with Walter, they don't probably have as much success as they could, but... I, I see them probably end up in, in, ending up back together once they get up on the main roster. I threw Walter on this for shits and giggles. Is he just an easy A-plus he's won? Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's a definitely a world title contender in the future, for sure. We don't have to go uh, over it. Let's, get, let's hit a few more tag teams. Um, I love you, Walter. Please come back. Did you say he's dating Ginny, by the way? Roll tag. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. I saw that. I was like, that's crazy. Um, but, yeah. That's cool. Um Grizzled young veterans. What do you think? I, de- I definitely think they have a lot more potential than they've kind of uh, showed them to have at, <laughs> on TV lately. They've kind of played them off as goofs where they kind of have started stealing people's stuff. Uh, like they stole the women's tag titles and like <laughs> called uh, Gibson's grandmother or something like that and showed off their tag titles or whatever, acting like they were theirs. Um, they're they're really good in the ring. They're kind they're of fantastic like, in the ring. Yeah. They're Even though you like, haven't seen it lately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're kind of like wild and um, uh, Mendoza uh, with uh, Legato. Uh, I think they're really super talented in the ring and you don't always see it because they don't get uh, used quite correctly all the time. Um, Gibson, Gibson's a, a low-key great promo, too. 
Oh, absolutely. They have a ton of upside. Uh, if they start using them a little better, I think they're definitely like a B. Um, yeah, that's with, what, that was my gut was a B. Yeah, B trending to a B plus, but right now I think they're kind of playing them off weird, so probably B right now. Yeah, you can make a case for a B minus. We'll just stick with a B. How about <laughs> this is a great name? I don't care. How about Jacket Time? <laughs> what do you think of Jacket Time? <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, obviously, they're fun, dude. Uh, obviously, Kushida is talented, uh, and Ikumen Jiro, or I, I think that's his name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, he's mostly character. He's pretty good in ring as well, but not um, bad. Not I mean, bad. they could bounce around for some of these bigger tag teams. They could definitely have some good matches. Um, they have the character work going there, where they just kind of obviously don't speak English and kind of play off what everybody else is saying. Uh, they had a pretty good backstage segment with the Grizzled Young Veterans on this last week's show. So yeah, it was fun. But uh, they're definitely oh, fun. That- but uh, probably B minus just because uh, yeah. I- B minus out of respect. If they were if they went to the main roster, they're like Tazawa Land, which I I like right. Tazawa. I I actually like him as a ninja, so I'm not even gonna complain. But uh, he they don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> and the last one I have out of the old guy or the old group is my boy Robert Stone. <laughs> see, why is he on this list? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's only on this list because I could see him coming up and doing the Robert Stone brand and like working with the mid card, lower mid card, and just kind of having fun with it. I think he's good at it. I just, there's just not much upside there. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I just I, they they don't ever stick with anything with him. Like I, I feel like. He could have gotten over some of those girls that he was the manager of, but they don't really go with it. You know, like they they give him people to manage and then they just kind of take him away. So I think he definitely has enough of character to have some success as a manager for sure. I definitely don't think he's got any in-ring uh, capabilities at this point. Uh, not that he he's ever a really bumper did. still, though. You know, he still Yeah, he can bump like a madman. But yeah, he's definitely better off as a manager at this point. But I think if they give him anything that he can kind of stick with and, you know. Uh, they kind of go with a little bit harder than they have in the past. Uh, he could be successful, but he's he's like C at most. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not fighting for it. All right, so let's start with the C's. <laughs> Who's last, Robert Stone or Samoa Joe? Oh, I can't believe this is a thing. Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> How dare if you? Joe comes back as ever in ring, he's higher. But, like, I, I really don't think he's ever going to wrestle again. He may be a trainer or a coach or a manager or something, but I don't think he's probably going to do All right, well, actually, let's let's re- let's rewind. We'll, spoiler, Joe's last. Let's start from the top. So, Walter's one. Um, is Gargano two? He's the yeah. only A left here. Is Gargano, and yeah, then yeah, and then the other A is an A minus, is which is A minus B plus Tommaso Ciampa with MSK in Imperium. Out of those three acts as a whole, who's three? Uh, from an upside perspective, do you think that's more what we, could go, we should go for here, or is it like I, I think Tommaso's the most talented out of those guys, but. Yeah, let's go with Tommaso, just because of of the potential. Out of those three, he has the most upside. Um, Imperium or MSK as an act? Uh, Main roster. With Walter, Imperium, without Walter, and MSK, uh, I'd say. 
Let's just go Imperium because I think they'll definitely be a group on the main roster. All right. And I like out of the four, I, uh, Fabian Ikear has the most upside as a singles. So that's four. Mm-hmm. And then MSK is five. All right. Now let's work through the B pluses. I'm just going to I'm going to say some B pluses. You tell me who's next. L, uh, you tell me which one you like after I'm done. L.A. Knight, Cameron Grimes, Santos Escobar with Legato Del Fantasma. And actually, that's all we have. Those three. That's it. Uh, I'd go Grimes, Knight, Santos. I would go Grimes, Escobar, Knight. All right. I can live with that. You can live with that? All right. So, mm-hmm. so Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. He's fifth. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> the Santos Escobar is sixth, and L.A. Knight is seventh. All right. Here comes the Bs. There's a bunch of them. Um, Pete Dunn, Roderick Strong, and the Grizzled Young Vets. Just kidding. Only three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you said Dunn, Grizzled Young Vets, and Strong. Barbara. Yeah. Um, I'd go Pete. Agree. Uh, Roddy with Diamond Mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'd go Vets last. So the Vets are ten. All right. So the B minus Jacket Time, Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher, and Kyle O'Reilly. So just uh, probably O'Reilly, respect. O'Reilly if he stays. Uh, Thatcher, Loomis, Jacket Time. Agree. <laughs> jacket Time, and then four. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, hey, I got good news. Good news. Breaking news. Samoa Joe isn't last. Because Danny Burch is last. Danny Burch is last. I Danny Birch is so 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 Samoa Joe 15, 16, Robert Stone, and then Danny Birch last at 17. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, so real quick Walter, Gargano, Chiampa, Imperium, MSK, Escobar with Legado del Fantasma, 7, LA Knight, 8, Pete Dunn, 9, Roderick Strong. 10 Grizzled Young Vets, 11 Kyle O'Reilly, 12 Timothy Thatcher, 13 Dexter Loomis, 14 is Jacket Time, 15 Samoa Joe, 16 Robert Stone, and Danny Birch, you're last. All right, Logan, let's bang through the last last new breed. Again, it's Johnny C. How you doing, buddy? The new breed. What do we got here? Let's start off with Braun Breaker. A plus or A, buddy? A plus. He is the next big star for them for sure. Uh, as long as, long as he keeps too. his head. Is, go ahead. And they, there's ton to develop with him too, but like mm-hmm. Scott Steiner on steroids in a good way. I love him. I think he's <laughs> fantastic. Terrible yeah. name, but he's overcoming it. Scott Steiner on even more steroids. <laughs> Personality-wise, not... No, yeah, 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 I got you. <laughs> yeah, but he has a ton of potential. Uh, as long as he can keep his head on straight, I think he he has a lot of success in his future. Uh, definitely A+, plus, uh, without a doubt. All right, next. Uh, Braun Breaker, I wish we could give you more time, but we're running out of time, and I love you. But the next guy, I love this guy. Like, these characters, these, like, I started with the characters hot that are clicking with NXT. My boy, Tony D'Angelo. You better not forget about him this time. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, he's you and about it. Forgot about it. <laughs> um, he definitely is the best character of all the guys so far. Um, haven't seen a ton of him in ring. He's got a few squashes. Uh, he's it, looked pretty he's good. He's low-key boring. <laughs> yeah, Zay, I, I could see him kind of end up being kind of a boring in-ring guy, but he has a ton of... A uh, ton of charisma, a ton of character. Uh, I I would like to see him come with kind of a group. Uh, nobody that's currently in there, but if he could get like a little Italian mob family going, I think that could be a pretty cool little uh, a group that they could do. I don't have anybody in mind for that, but I I definitely think that could be a cool way to go eventually. Um, What's Big Vito doing? <laughs> probably nothing. Still wearing dresses. Uh, <laughs> um, what is Tony Mama doing? Yeah, <laughs> get the FBI back out there. What is Disco doing? Let's go. Let's let's stable. <laughs> Guido, come on. <laughs> I'm gonna go probably A minus B plus just because I think he's really good character, but maybe not great in the ring as right now. Uh, he he he, wicked 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 Enzo Amare vibes from early in in his NXT run, but in a good way. Like personally, I like Enzo as a character. I don't mind him in. He stinks in the ring, but I didn't mind him, and he's just kind of like a piece of shit person. But, like, out of the ring, but on TV, I kind of loved Enzo, and that's, like, my own fault. I get it. But, um, I get no, those I Enzo... <laughs> I get that Enzo vibes from him, but here's the thing. He, his characters have evolved, and he's going to have to deliver, you know, promo-wise, which I'm not concerned about. He's going to have to deliver in ring, which... I don't know, like, his his gear is kind of trashy. He wears a wife beater and, like, <laughs> and uh, like a jumpsuit. Tracksuit pants. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. I want to say B+, plus, but you said A-. minus. I don't know. What you pick? B, B plus is probably more, more accurate. More <laughs> I'll, accurate, I'll be but uh, I get you. All right, now, this guy, Grayson Waller, has surprised me, like, a shitload. At first, he on two. Do you? I don't know if you watched two hundred five live. You said you did a little bit, but man, he would just show up and having like low key great matches with like Anthony Green, with um a few other guys that got released, and he would it with like Nice, and he would just like excel. And I'm like, wow, this kid's pretty good. But he like he has like this these weird like he now he kind of has like the Baron Corbin NXT vibes where he's like, fuck you, indie guys, man, I'm cool as shit. You know what I mean? So mm. that's kind of working for him. And then he's getting this like personal feud with LA Knight and he's showing a different side of him. So he showed like a weird quirky charisma that worked at first. And then he like kind of transferred into like a hip hop guy. And now he's transferring into like, hey, man, I'm better than these indie guys. Like I'm the real deal. I'm the hot shit. And he kind of backs it up. So I'm like totally digging this guy out of nowhere. And he looks like he's fucking 15 years old. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, he's super young for sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I, he, you know, he was on Two F Five Live for a while, and you know, he was, he had a little bit of character to him, but he would always have really good matches. I, I, I don't always watch Two F Five Live, but I'll, you know, I'll watch it uh, a lot of them in a row after a few months or so, and it, they're like twenty five minutes a piece, so it's not like it's a ton of stuff to get through. Um, but uh, no, I think he has a ton of upside. Uh, he he's real good on the mic already. Um, he's obviously pretty good in the or definitely really good in the ring. Uh, when he's in there with an uh, equally uh, as good guy, um, I, I definitely think he has a ton of potential. Um, he you know he obviously still needs to get uh, you know 
a little tighter at a couple of things, but um, he's, he's definitely Australian. A, that's going for him, I believe. He's I believe he's <laughs> Australian. Or is yeah, he... yeah, yeah. That, no, he's Australian. That's right. Yeah, okay. Um, but he's he's honestly like a A minus B plus kind of guy for me too. I probably trend more to A A A minus because I think I he's. Fighting, a little... I was fighting for A minus, so I'm not even gonna put up a stink. I've already laid it out there. I, I say we go with an A minus and move on to Carmelo. Sounds good. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes with Trick. I think Trick adds a lot to him. Um, Carmelo was in that breakout tournament and he actually won it. I like that. I thought that Odyssey Jones was going to be their new guy because this is when like Vince was sniffing around NXT and you're like, oh god, they're going to push this big guy on us and force him down our throats. And then they pulled the nice swerve and he won. And I and I kind of dug it. You know what I mean? And Carmelo's a local guy to me, so I like he was um, Christian Castanova before this. And uh, he'd work beyond wrestling all the time, and he I saw his rise there. So I'm very familiar with him. I love his look. I love his flash. I love his charisma. His promos are good. He's really good in ring. And the only thing that concerns me is he's a little small. But you throw Trick with him, maybe throw Omus with him on the big on the big on the roster, and if he get a little heater, he kind of is a low key Shawn Michaels in a way. So I don't know. I think the sky's the limit. I wouldn't go A plus. I wouldn't. If you don't want to go A, I'm okay, but I'm going at least A minus. No, I definitely go A. He's very good in the ring. Uh, he's good on the mic, like you said. He has trick with him, so uh, that helps him out a, a ton because uh, he he brings some charisma too as well. Um, and he has that little bit of size in case somebody bigger kind of comes after him. Trick can kind of match him size wise. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he has a ton of potential. Um, I, I like him a lot so far. I'm glad he won the breakout tournament. Um, and as much as I wasn't a huge fan of him f- taking the title off of uh, Swerve uh, when he did, I, it it, f- it fit his character. Um, yes, and obviously, Swer- Swerve is no no longer with WWE, so oh, it was obviously I'm, a smart terrible. smart move at the time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of his, so I don't have any problem going A. So um, real quick. Um, Beyond Wrestling does their Uncharted Territory right now in Worcester every week, every Thursday night. So they had it on Thanksgiving last week, and Carmelo Hayes was there with his mother. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Just watching the show, watching his indie shows, because he came up on Beyond Wrestling. That's kind of where he made his name out of with a a few other, like, Chaotic and a few other, like, the main one, Limitless. So, like, he's a Northeast guy, and then he goes and kind of on fucking Thanksgiving with his mother – it was low key hot, and um, <laughs> and like watch Beyond Wrestling. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, yeah, that is super awesome. That's really right, cool. The yeah. Next guy I get here is Duke Hudson with a fresh haircut. Maybe we'll see, but I don't know. What do you think of Duke? Um, I, I've liked him in his backstage segment so far. I like the little poker room that he had for a little bit with Grimes. Uh, I've liked this little thing he's got there. All the whole feud he's had going with Grimes so far. He's one of those we hadn't seen a ton of in the ring. Uh, I think he definitely has. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't seen him a, m- a bunch in the ring, so I don't really know how much potential he has there. But uh, he definitely has a, ca- a good character down. Um, he, he's he's got a good look. Uh, he's a pretty pretty big guy. Uh, so I think he has some potential, but I, I need to see a little bit more out of him in ring. Uh, and him, him and Grimes, uh, if they have a pretty good match, that is great may boost a little bit. Yes. Uh, but uh, I'd probably go B B minus uh, just because I haven't seen a ton so far. Uh, yeah, I'll go B minus. Like my gut would say B minus, but like no thinking of them and like his tall and Barrett and all that stuff, I'm gonna go B. 
just because I think he's going to get shot after shot. Don't forget, he was already called up once with Shane Thorne as a tag team during the pandemic. And MVP was like his manager for like two weeks. Remember that? So they see something in him. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I know. It's crazy. So they see something in him, but maybe he wasn't completely ready. So I'll go B. You good with that? Yeah, B's good. Yeah, I I can support that. All right, Mr. 205 Live himself, Joe Gacy with Harland. Um, you want to go separate with those guys, or do you want to go like Deacon Batista vibes here? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think they'll stick together for a little bit. Um, I, I he just comes off to me. It, he's kind of a great value, uh, Bray Wyatt to me. M- maybe not even, uh, maybe not even great value. Maybe like Dollar Tree. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he's all right in the ring, and I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'd probably go B minus uh, on him. The uh, look. I know the look. I think B minus is is as low as we should go, but like B is as high as we should go. And if your gut's saying B minus, but let's do them different. Let's do them separately. I'm gonna go B minus with Joe. I think his his delivery on his promos are good. The material is not his fault. Sometimes it hits. I love his mannerisms though. He has great mannerisms, and I think that's gonna be that's gonna help him. But like as mm-hmm. an overall act. He is a great value or Dollar Tree Bray Wyatt. But is he like he's just not as big. Like he's also low key not big. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a he's, fat he... he's a fat short guy, it comes across. And like <laughs> and like his big boss man gear doesn't really work. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> he looks but like a you... youth pastor to me. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think of Harlan? Is there upside there? Is there is there like Deacon Batista vibes where he can like break out and like he looks menacing. He shaved his head. Like what's going on with him? Yeah, he looks like a maniac. Um, and he's definitely got some size to him. So th- there's probably something there. But uh, you know, we hadn't seen a ton out of him yet. So uh, that one's kind of uh, maybe great as NA for now, just because you haven't seen a ton from him. All right, we'll uh, just go B minus with the act, and we'll skip. We'll, we'll skip him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that we've seen enough to really grade him fairly, because there's potential there, because he's, you know, a bigger guy, and I just um, haven't you seen know. him moved. I want to see him move. You know what I mean? But he has, he has presence and whatnot. All right, what do you think yeah. of our? We talked about our boy earlier. What do you think of Vaughn Wagner? Um, he's probably a solid B. Uh, I think he's definitely improving. Um, yeah, he's got some good size, but I, I think he's kind of like. He's kind of like test to me. I think he's going to just kind of be there for a long time. And that's he'll actually a really have... good fucking. That's a really good comparison. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like he'll have some success, but it won't be anything like beyond a certain point. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be a world title guy, but uh, yeah, I, I think he'll have some success. But, you know, be be right in the middle is probably good for him. Yeah, that's a good call. I'm, I'm not going to put up a fight with that. Um. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. And, um, like, he might – yeah, you say test. He might be Baron Corbin, honestly, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. And he's even got kind of the pants that Baron used to have, so. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he has terrible gear with a terrible forehead. But anyways, yes. um, what do you think of the Creed brothers in Diamond Mind? Uh, I really like the uh, girl, like I said earlier. I think she has a ton of potential. And I think the Creed brothers as a tag team definitely have a good – uh, potential. Uh, the group has good potential uh, as long as Bivens is with them, as long as Roddy's there, kind of being the re- leader in ring. Uh, the Creed brothers, uh, I think, have been good uh, in their matches that I've seen so far. 
Um, they haven't really done much mic work or anything like that, so we don't really know where they are at in that in that part. But I think as long as they keep them as a group, they'll have a lot of success. Uh, I'll probably go B plus with them. That was my recommendation. I said we went B with Roddy, just kind of age and whatnot. But let's go B plus with all these guys as a whole. Good call. Mm-hmm. I love the presentation too. The vignettes were awesome. All right, Ugh, these guys, Briggs and Jensen. What do you think of them? The two the two point uh, version of APA. <laughs> you said great value uh, yeah here we go yeah, yeah, yeah b minus c plus maybe uh i don't see a ton of i mean other than the fact that they're pretty big uh, and one of them is bull buchanan's son uh oh, so he's the better one now briggs just like carmelo hayes was in the indies around me and oh he had long hair like cameron grimes and then he chops it and i'm like he looks terrible now like what is he doing like <laughs> with the long hair he was menacing and he kind of was just like, I don't know. He had a little something to him. And then when he cuts his hair, he, there's nothing there. I don't know. I don't see it with him. Then now he's wearing like flannels. He's a lumberjack. But Buchanan's kid moves pretty well. I'm going to go C+. Do you want to fight me for anything better? Uh, Let's just go B- minus, just to give them a little bit of a chance of potential. You know? Yeah, they got size. Fuck it. They're not bad. They're just not outstanding, I guess. Uh, <laughs> this, guy, this guy is kind of a little soft spot with me, but he's kind of in the Robert Stone brand, maybe, Lane. What do, what do you think of Andre Chase, Chase University? Oh, I love the whole Chase University, the it. little sec- section that he has with the flag and all that kind of stuff. It's um, a he'll, yeah, he'll always kind of be a comedy character, so he only has a you know so much of a ceiling, but um, I, let's go B-minus on him just because I think he has a ceiling, but I also think he's pretty good and the whole presentation is pretty good. I was gonna suggest a C plus, but I like him B minus. I like I think he has like Heath Slater upside, which is not a bad career at all. Mm-hmm. With that all right, what do you what do you think of Odyssey? three more left and then we're done, buddy? What do you think of Odyssey Jones? He he's one that I, I, I wasn't I looked at this list earlier and I wasn't real sure. Um he's obviously a very big guy. Um Oh shit, we're I, supposed to be saying yay or nay. I would say nay so far. Hey, way to blow the gimmick, Ryan. Yeah, 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 way to go. I'm just kidding. Well, I think how we've talked about him kind of gives what we're saying, yay or nay. Um, yeah, you get the yeah, probably nay, probably nay so far, but um, he's one of those that I think he'll kind of hang out in the lower card for a while until some guys move up, and then maybe he'll eventually get pushed a little harder. Um, but so far, he's probably like a C-plus for me. Yeah, I think C-plus is a good lane, but he had like A-minus upside. But, oh, I, like... Just to, like to earlier with the breakout tournament, we kind of expected him to win, honestly, and he didn't really deliver. Um, I think C-plus is good. There's charisma there, but I don't know if there's much upside with that within that charisma, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know. He's weird. Hey, we could look back, and he could be the best guy they had. It's funny. We have him last right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't have I, – I, I, this one's interesting. If we're doing yay and nay, this is a nay for me, but – what do you think of Zion Quinn? Did I even say that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Zion Quinn. Um, he's probably a yay for me. I I kind of like his physicality in the ring. He has a lot of strikes in his offense. Um, he has it some seems upside. Seems like it's plotting and Miranda in though. It seems like it's rehearsed to me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I I could see where it could come off that way. Um, but I think he definitely has some potential. Uh, but he's definitely like a B minus so far. Uh, I'd kind of like to see him go. 
a little bit harder and have a little bit longer matches with some guys. He's kind of been one of those guys that had a ton of squash matches. So, yeah, um, I'd fav- like to see him. Come. The favorite thing that he's done for me is the stupid Robert Stone dance with the sexy boy. <laughs> it was so stupid and it was so bad, but it was so bad. It was so good. And I love Robert Stone. And like when he did the clothesline and he grabbed him and Robert Stone lifted in his arms and like did like the twirl and then he threw him to the ground. I was like, all right. That that kind of was awesome, but it was like I wouldn't tell anyone it was awesome, but I just told you and everyone out there that it was awesome. So <laughs> that's that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think for Zion Quinn for a grade? Uh, probably B minus for now. B minus for now. Hey, he has a great look, and they're giving him like a lover boy gimmick, which is probably a pretty good spot for him. So I think that, I just don't hope they. I hope they don't over push him. Is my thing. All right. Yeah, they 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 need to do the slow burn with him for sure. Yes, and they are. You'll give them that. And so, the last guy we got here is the Uso Solo Sakea. Did I say it right? Uh, I think it's Sakoa, but yeah, Sakoa. Solo Sakoa. Solo Sakoa. Uh-huh. What do you think of his presentation so far? He looks just like his brothers. Oh yeah, he looks he he's he's baby Uso. That's what I call him. Um, but yeah, he looks just like his brothers. Um. I'm kind of surprised that they've played him off as much or let him let him talk as much as they have so far. Um, you know, he's kind of he's kind of just that uh, he's kind of just like a Samoan fighter. Um, uh, I like how they presented I, I, him at the Halloween Havoc, getting him in with Waller and L.A. Knight to, you know, throw him in there and have him kick their ass. And then the, the fall through match the week after. He's definitely like a slow burn, fast acceleration guy, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, 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 no, I def I definitely see a lot of potential in him, and if he's, you know, if he's has half the talent his brothers have, he'll be a outstanding superstar. So he's definitely in like the B B range for me. Uh, I would say for sure. Uh, I definitely think he has a ton of potential. I think B range too, but I'm afraid that he's just going to be a mid card ass kicker guy, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But B, all right. So hey, two out of the 2.0 guys, we have one C, and it's a C plus. So is is 2.0 working? Long story short, and in my mind, yes, I, I've enjoyed most of the guys so far. So I think, yeah, it's definitely working so far. All right, let's rank them from the top because it's easier. All right, so Braun Breaker is one dude, A plus, right? <laughs> yep, number the one. Only, the only, uh, actually, we have three. Uh, we have tr- Trick in Carmelo as an A, no A plus, A minus, just a straight A. So there too. Are you cool with that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then this is a actually a pretty big surprise to me, honestly. We got Grayson Waller at three. Yeah, when I was looking at the list earlier, I definitely think he's probably my third prospect on this list for sure. If we said he's... that even six weeks ago, you'd call us insane. Oh, absolutely. I would definitely call myself insane. <laughs> All right, we got to make a decision for B pluses. We got the Creed brothers with Diamond Mine as a whole, or Tony D'Angelo, brother. What do you got? Uh, I'd go Diamond Mine and then D'Angelo. Ooh, I'm sorry. That, what are you talking <laughs> about, a fagazi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fungal. Go down to the fucking shore and have a talk about this. All right, I'll give it to you, just because of I love I love. Stokely Hathaway and the chick and the brothers. I'll give it to you. And the gimmick is limited. I, I, I see the flaws and I don't 
I think it's lower mid card, and I'm not sure, so I agree. All right, so if he, Hiro, gets, a, if he gets a if he gets a group, I think he could have uh, some a bigger upside for sure. I low I love that. I high key love that group idea. What's <laughs> all right? So we got three straight Bs. We got Duke Hudson, Von Wagner, and Solo Sakai Sakoa. Excuse me. Uh, Solo Sakoa is definitely one. I, I'd go Duke, no, and then I'd go. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd go solo Duke and then uh, Vaughn. Wow, really? I I would go Vaughn over Hudson. Oh, as long, as far as looking from a WWE perspective, I'd probably go Vaughn and then Hudson. But I, I I personally I like Duke a little better. You know something? I gave you D'Angelo. I'm taking Vaughn Wagner. That's fine. I, I t- I'll, I'll let you have it. All right, it's getting late. We shouldn't fight about it. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> All right, so the B minuses, we got a few of them here. We got Grace, uh, Joe Gacy with Harlow, Harland. We have Briggs and Jensen, they're fucking last. Andre Chase or Zion Quinn, which one would be ninth on this list? Uh, I'd go, I'd pr- probably go Zion, honestly. Uh, then I'm okay with that. G- then Gacy. Agree. Then Chase, and then Briggs and Jensen. If you wanted to go Brenton over Chase, I'm fine with that, but I'm not going to play. And then lucky number 13 last is Odyssey Jones. I think that's crazy, but it's kind of where it's at, and it's a testament of how good they've done with 2.0 of getting guys ready for the next level. That's crazy. Yeah, without a doubt. And honestly, and if they put focus on Odyssey Jones in six weeks, he could be in the top five. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, he could definitely uh, super elevate up this roster. It's just they haven't really used him effectively or much at all so far. So it's just kind of hard to put him much higher than some of these other guys. All right, let's compare and contrast real quick between the old guard and the new guard. We got two A pluses, bud. You got one pick, Braun Breaker or Walter? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Long term, probably Breaker, but right now, Walter, without a doubt. If if uh if if I knew Triple H and Shawn Michaels were had the keys to the truck, I'd go Walter all day. If I'd probably go in Walter regardless. But yeah. I might go Braun Breaker if they want to prove a point to get this two point you know what I mean? He could be in the best spot out of anyone out of these people. All right, let me see. Oh yeah. Let me yeah. just throw you a few more names. Uh Gargano or Carmelo Hayes. Who do you got? Um I, I honestly, uh, I'd probably go Carmelo Hayes at this point. I think he's, I think he's eventually going to accomplish more than Gargano probably is from this point on. Yeah, he has too much like charisma and stuff. All right, so Grayson Waller or Tommaso Ciampa? <laughs> Don't make me do this, Ryan. Don't make me do this. <laughs> Grayson Waller. <laughs> <laughs> we like we should pick Chiapa, but everything included, we gotta go Waller, right? Like that's crazy. All right, yeah, well, let's do a few more. Right <laughs> All right, hey, here's a good one: Imperium or Diamond Mine? As a whole, uh, Diamond Mine. Ooh, okay, I'm with that. Uh, let me throw you a few As more. A group, I think they can accomplish more. I think Walter would at, com, is going to completely outshine the tag team. So <laughs> here's a really good one that I'm really proud of: Cameron Grimes versus Tony D'Angelo. Grimes. I think, <laughs> I think you're right. Um, MSK 
versus Gacy and Harlan. MSK. Yeah, that's easy. I think Gacy and Harlan are going to kind of crap out pretty quick, uh, sadly <laughs> enough. Yeah. Or at least Gacy. Harlan might work out. All right, here's a good one. Vaughn Wagner versus Pete Dunn. Pete. <laughs> uh, Duke, from a WWE per, mind perspective, probably Vaughn. <laughs> L.A. Knight versus Duke Hudson. Uh, L.A. Yeah, I'm. That's actually a really good one if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they kind of they kind of match for sure. All right, and in the main event. Dexter Loomis or Andre Chase? Who do you got? Uh, Dexter Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Logan, that's, this is a ball. We went a little long, but it's okay. I think it was fun. Yeah, I, I definitely had a ton of fun, and I think that's just how we are, man. We, we, yeah, uh, we, get, we, we get super into it and uh, love what we do, so... Uh, we just we just ramble a little bit, but it's all good. <laughs> good shit, buddy. All right, hey Logan, congratulations on the baby girl. I'm happy for you, man. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. All right, congratulations again. All right, guys, see you next time, and uh, we will see you before day one. We have a little end of the year thing that I've been working on, and I'm proud of it, and I'm excited to sh- for you guys to hear it. Ooh, thanks, Logan. Thanks, Ryan.